0: And we're on. All okay. right, Kyle Sanderson. Hey man, we are just—you're uh, just telling us about the derivative
1: of your last name. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I changed my name. Uh, like, I guess it was like a year or two years ago now, um, and it, it wasn't originally, you know, to like spite my birth father or anything. But it, that is some kind of has something to do with it. Um, so he's. Uh, he doesn't know who his father is and he just kind of found this out it's this weird thing where he always kind of had like the sneaking suspicion that his father wasn't his father um he grew up in boston and my that part of my family is from boston and uh well lynn and um so he uh when when he was growing up in the 60s very catholic area in the 60s his parents were technically divorced but you're not really allowed to be divorced in the 60s in boston oh and uh so his parents were separated my grandparents i guess it would be and um the 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 father was joe shanahan and the mother was uh carol fawcett and um she remarried when my dad was very very young and um you know, maybe uh, three years old or so, and and those those two have been together since then. Um, but you know, he he always had a uh, he kind of had daddy issues because of this. You know, mm-hmm. so like like his he has one sister. His sister was from my uh, from from Joe Shanahan and and my grandmother, but and he always thought that he was, but the, Joe Shanahan said he wasn't. He was like you're not my kid. I I'm sure you're a great kid, but you're not mine. This oh, is no. why your your mother and I got, you know, divorced or or separated or whatever. Um and uh and he never really accepted it. And and at that time, you know, to be in that situation, you're literally referred to as a bastard. Yeah. And he's always had a problem with that word since then. And and he just had so many issues stemming from that. Like uh when he when I think when he was like 17 or 18, he he got wasted and went to the guy's house and and tried to swing on him and and got the police called and and then he went out and he was like well whatever fuck this guy i'm gonna make something of myself and he broke into someone's garage and stole a lawnmower to try to start a a landscaping company yeah (laughs) this is like the way he was i mean he was 17 you know and he was drunk so whatever so he did that he got caught and he got uh charged with breaking and entering he got convicted of a felony and he's been a felon ever since. I mean, all and like that, all just stemming from this, this all shitty just situation, to find out who his dad is. who's dad was. Yeah, Ugh. I know it, it's sad. It's, it's a drag and, and he definitely has some personality you know disorders because of it. Um, and you know, I, I don't know if it's from that or whatever, but he's definitely got some, um, it's serious trust issues. seems like kind of bipolar and, um, he, uh, never he could never get a straight answer from his mom on who his real father was right and he he she actually maintained until about five years ago that um that that was the father and the guy just wasn't admitting it so he was like look i'm gonna get a dna test with kelly my sister right um and we'll see and he did and and they were half brother and sister so clearly different father right so she was like, she broke down when he told her that. And, and she was like, you know, I, whenever I look at you, I see him, the father. Yeah. Um, she said it was this Greek guy who she went on a date with after Joe left. Um, you know, they went on a few dates. She got pregnant. Then he was like, I have a family. Like didn't tell her, didn't tell her that as they were dating, and he had a whole family, kids, a wife, all this shit. So, That's so crazy. yeah. So she uh, was pregnant with my dad, and she was alone. She almost drank herself to death. She had to be institutionalized, and um, and yeah, and and then you know his stepdad came along and kind of you know helped out, and and I mean in the 60s to step into a family like that i mean it's difficult already to step into a family yeah. with children that aren't your own especially you know from a, a a guy's point of view i think but um yeah that definitely
0: is I, I think about that now being older yeah and having a stepdad yeah you know it's like like good on them yeah know? there's definitely an aspect of that where it's like it's definitely a different variable like i mean because i know a lot of friends now they're like oh a girl has a kid it like seems like there might be a deciding factor for them sometimes but Mm -hmm. i also have a lot of guy friends where Mm -hmm. they're like they've just stepped up to the plate like on a crazy (sighs) level where they're like all right no i'm gonna like this is my kid yeah or or i'm just gonna be i'm just gonna be an exemplary man in this kid's life yeah
1: that's what my stepfather did Yeah, he he totally did that exact thing and he's like i mean definitely a better parent than my birth father was and uh He's like one of the best examples of what a man should be that I've ever had, um, and I mean, God just didn't try to live up to what He's done is is difficult. But um, that's, so
0: that's awesome that you have a, a man like that in your life. Cause. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's lucky because I had such a, a negative father figure for right. so long, and he really. I mean, I'm, I've still got some, you know, like relationship issues. Like I, I I've kind of realized. I'm married now but I I've I've realized like through counseling and stuff that I don't really know how to conduct myself really I mean not effectively but I don't know how to conduct myself properly in a relationship to where you know long-term sustainability is it comes comes easily yeah. you know it's I mean and not that a a relationship like the, like a marriage is ever easy you yeah. know you have to work at it and probably more so than when you first meet someone because after the infatuation kind of fades yeah, you know, it, it's it's just more work but um, so anyway so long story short uh, he doesn't know who his dad is he thinks it's this Greek guy I got my DNA tested like 10 years ago with uh, not 23 and me the other one uh, Ancestry You're right? and there's no sign of any Greek DNA anywhere so she's fucking lying still you know Gosh. or she just doesn't know, you right, know maybe yeah. she just didn't know um, and she's still alive, actually. My grandmother's still alive on that side. She's really old, but we kind of uh, assume she's gonna just take it to her grave. Take he's never, to grave. he's never gonna know who his father was, wow. and I don't talk to him anyway. Uh, I haven't spoken to him in about two years, and uh, I, yeah. So I changed my name because he's not related to Joe Shanahan. Right. Um, there's no, no Shanahan blood in me at all uh, he wasn't raised by Joe Shanahan, you know, I, I never met the guy, like, no, no, like, I have no connection to this name, and he really doesn't either, other than this whole horrible negative situation that he went through, so I'm just like, you know what, I'm breaking that cycle, fuck that name, you know, uh, and I took my (laughs) mom's maiden name, which is Sanderson, and I'm actually a lot closer to that side of my family anyway, they're all from, uh, Cleveland, and they're they're all really, really great people. Really, really great people. Like, the best family I could ever, you know, hope to have. Like, yeah. there's no, you know, weird dysfunction or, or yeah. anyone that you try to avoid or anything like that. Yeah. They're all great in their own right. And uh, and we're, we're very close. So Dude, I, I, that's cool. I
0: really appreciate you opening with that. Because, <laughs> yeah? I mean, I don't know. That's, like, kind of relevant for, like, some of the stuff that we've been kind of talking about. I mean... um, maybe not even just on here, but just like a lot of friends lately, like about mm-hmm. like breaking that ancestral mm-hmm. DNA, if you will, that mm-hmm. we like all get assigned. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like you're figuratively doing it. You're literally changing the name. You're like, all right, I'm, and that changes the mindset.
1: But probably must've felt pretty interesting that once that was legally changed. Yeah. Yeah. you you definitely, uh, play out what your name suggests. Uh, I think, I, th- I really think that people kind of, develop the idea of themselves with their given name i think kids should be able to choose their name when they're 18 huh? right. you know you, yeah. shouldn't, you shouldn't even name them you yeah know? I, if if that was an option that's what i would go for for my kids but yeah um, for me uh loving it's i get, yeah, I, get I get one yeah, option yeah 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 <laughs> brett loving um my best friend's name is brett actually oh that's funny um
0: I don't meet a lot of Bretts. No,
1: he he doesn't either. Yeah. And actually and then I just um another Brett just signed on to Grindstone with with me. And so now I know three and I for my whole life I only knew one. But um that's funny. But yeah, I like my name Kyle, like there's a George Carlin bit yeah. where he's talking <laughs> yeah. about, you know, the the old school names Jackie, Joey, Tommy, yeah. you know, they'll beat the shit out of Kyle <laughs> and his <laughs> friends 9 times out of 10. That's and, so uh, funny. I mean, you know, it's like he says, soft names make soft people. Yeah. You know? And, God, I, I really feel like there might be something to that because... No, dude. Uh, no, you don't think so? You don't think your perception of yourself kind of <laughs> dictates... Like well, there's, like there's, when there's you that. find out your horoscope, you yeah. know? I think when people find out their horoscope, there's, yeah. there's subtle things that they see about themselves and then the ways they conduct themselves are more in line with, with what they think their horse, sure. you know. But yeah. I know
0: some behemoth bobs, you know, that are just powerhouses, you yeah, know, or or Gary's. I know a Gary that is just a machine, mm-hmm. like literally a, a living legend. I mean maybe that's a little bit of a tougher name. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. But I have a friend Kyle that is like, you know, it's really shown resilience. Yeah. And like and just really is tough in like his own right. You mm-hmm. know, I've seen him go from the bottom mm-hmm. but this is within the last five years from the bottom of the bottom to, like, literally being at the top of... I mean, maybe not his... He's still working on spiritual self, self and things like that, but he, mm-hmm. I see him putting in the work on a daily basis. I mean, he's hes probably one of the more resilient people I see doing the work. And, you know, I, I feel like I know quite a few savage people, and he dresses not like a savage. He dresses mm-hmm. like he wears loafers and the designer this and that, <laughs> yeah. and he's totally that guy, and i that's why I love him because at the other end of it, he's also... He's got a savage living inside yeah. of him. Like he's he's a beast <laughs> and he's shown cool. he's, he's shown like real resilience. So I think that a lot of things are being highlighted right now is that what we consider soft sometimes like there's also resilience like people are sometimes soft for great reasons because mm-hmm. they've seen the other side of like craziness. Mm-hmm. You know, some of my people that I, some of my friends that have you know gone overseas—they're some of the softest guys I know in in some well, regard.
1: Yeah, and just being soft doesn't mean you're weak. It means you can bend. It means yeah. you can let things flow through you. Yeah, and uh, that's often more. Uh, that's that's like that's tougher to me. You know, yeah. to be able to to really to not just have to shut things out and and you know. Put on this like facade of of I'm a tough guy. You yeah, know? that's ob- like that's so obviously weak. You know. Well, it's it's been the first time in a long time. I think in human history to
0: where you know, it's not all about just being tough. Mm-hmm. And, and we've we still live in a society where you're even like we're two guys, and you're still thinking that Kyle like being Kyle isn't tough. And mm-hmm. and what that has nothing to do with your worth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like in yourself in this like this ethos of Earth, like because. Well, tough are, tough are, is one thing like i mean you're a business owner we should probably tell people why you're even here first of all oh, yeah, so you sure. you own grindstone donuts in mm. sag harbor
1: yeah yeah grindstone coffee and donuts um sorry yes yeah no it, it's it's they really are equal parts even though the donuts kind of do get more of the attention um, the coffee though we roast our own coffee we roast right in sag harbor and um it's all organic and you know just like with everything we do we do it you know to the highest level that we can possibly get and yeah. um you know, we we get our uh, coffee imported through Royal New York and it's uh, it's roasted and then brought to the shop, you know, within like two days. Yeah. And uh, that has actually become like the more interesting side of it to me. Right. Um, you know, once, you know, getting into the donut, like originally I wanted to just open a coffee shop. Right. Um. But once we found the space, I wanted to open in East Hampton because there was nothing out there for coffee except Starbucks. So see, even even just that though, like I know you've been in business for a few years now, like, mm-hmm. right? It's been like five years. Five so. years, yeah. so
0: that's resilience, dude. Yeah, yeah. You've gotten yeah. married. Mm-hmm. Right. You are running a business mm-hmm. and, you know, like you said, you look, look for a location in East Hampton and then mm-hmm. now you're ended up
1: in Sag Harbor and that location seems pretty epic, quite honestly. It is. It is. It's so, kind of when we jumped in there, it was kind of I mean, like Sag Harbor was always pretty popular, but it was like it really started like blowing up that year. Yeah, you know, we really got did. in, we, we got in like right at the right time, um, which seems to be kind of a, a theme to my experience out here like I only moved here six years ago yeah and then from From where from Cleveland Oh, you did move from Cleveland? Yeah, yeah.
0: So so many people from Ohio. There
1: are. It's like we have our own uh, community, like how there would be like a Vietnamese community somewhere. There's like a (laughs) Clevelander community, I swear. Is there out here? Yeah. Oh, I I didn't even mean like that. It's wild. I mean, even
0: just like uh, people that are doing things and Mm -hmm. like kind of moving and shaking and like so many people from Ohio. I
1: mean, even just like in LA, people that are like in the entertainment business and whatnot. Well, it's a, you know, it's a... Not the greatest place, and it's a depressing place as far as the weather goes. Right. It's very, very overcast like most of the year, yep. and that makes you want to kind of strive. Makes me want to strive for something more. Totally, you know, like it, you know, you don't get complacent. Yeah, you know, but it also
0: seems like it's well civilized enough to where it's like it opens your eyes to what is possible and then mm-hmm. it's like alright let's get the fuck out of here yeah and totally let's go, let's go let me go live my life somewhere well
1: there's a lot of opportunity there because everything's so cheap right like we when we go there it's like I mean it's you know it's vacation but it's like really like when you n- normally when people go on vacation they spend more money than they do back home right because yeah. they're going to you know a resort area or yeah. something like here
0: dinner and this we, and that we go to
1: Cleveland for our vacation so like everything's half as much I it's know. amazing I know man. like we're feeding our whole family for 40 bucks a night yeah, it's like <laughs> seriously. holy shit like yep. You know, I feel like we live in an airport or something most of the time. Like, yeah. they just make their own prices out here. And, I and you know, I'm guilty of it, too. But it's like we all have rent to pay and well, mouths to feed and, you know. Yeah, it starts at the top, you know, with, with, in that regard. Yeah. But, I mean, okay, so this is what I realized when I was out there. This was just last week. So, it's when great. When you were in uh, Cleveland. Yeah, I just okay. yeah I just got back. And um, I, I was just seeing some family and stuff. And yep. we were actually going out there uh, for my wife's birthday. I took her to Cedar Point. Um, which is a huge roller coaster park with like thirty roller coasters and oh cool it was it was awesome um but you know what I kind of realized is is what's great about a place like that is there's so much opportunity because everything's so cheap like anyone can take the risk of starting some goofy business out there right. with when your rent is four hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. and they do man there's i mean there are like just so many awesome weird niche restaurants and boutiques and stuff that you just could never find out here because the risk is too great. You yeah. know, there's just you know and or or it just would be unsustainable, you know, you can't, you know, there's some of these concepts you just really can't make enough to sustain in a place like this. Yeah. Um so there's there's a lot more to do, there's a lot more to experience. But the downside is that because there's no Uh, economic filter like there is out here you get a lot of shit too there's like a lot of shitty people out there man there's like I mean like anyone can afford to live there so you know and I don't I'm not trying to sound like a classist or something like it's just uh, it's just different you know especially when you've been out here for so long and everyone you come into contact with is educated or an artist or has you know some kind of like Pursuit. Yeah, yeah, they're they're aiming for something, and and like every single person, man, everyone yeah. I talk to yeah. is like doing something yeah. awesome out here, and that like, you have to. Yeah, it's like it's just you know part of being out here. You can't just be here, you right? Know? So uh, that was interesting. Like when I realized, like, damn, you know, it's like the there's a balance. There's a total trade off. Like you know, you don't get all this cool shit out here. But you don't get any of the negatives out here either, you know. So I don't know. I don't. I'm not really sure. I think overall, I, I like I like it here better. Um, but being able to go there for a week is cool and like yeah. check things out, you know. But by the end of the week, man, like when we were loading up our car and I, or unloading the car at the airport, and there's a subway employee sitting there in front of a no smoking sign, just smoking a <laughs> cigarette and blowing <laughs> it in my fucking baby's face. Like oh. I was like. I'm done, man. Yeah. Get me the fuck out of yeah. here. Get me yeah, back yeah, to yeah. New York where it's fucking civilized. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, I, and I never even used to notice that shit. Like, yeah. I, I smoked for 10 years. I really? came out here and I was like, dude, no one's smoking. Like, I look like an asshole. Yeah. You know, like you, you totally look, uh, you feel like you're encroaching on people when you smoke out here. In Cleveland, it's like everyone fucking smokes. Yeah. You know? One of my biggest pet peeves is
0: like when you're driving down the road and you see somebody flip their cigarette out the window. I'm right. like, how dare you? Yeah. And you know, that person's probably preaching some bullshit, you know, yeah, it's like totally. it's some fucking bullshit. <laughs> right. God, it's just, that shit just makes me so mad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know the same thing from like, even back where I'm from, it's, it's. Where are you from? uh Kalispell Montana Oh really So like yeah, it's like close to the. I was Park I've always interested in Montana fish It's cool yeah. Yeah, so but it's like it's similar there. The, the, the difference of there is it's there's everything to do I and mean, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's literally just like a pristine area mm-hmm. and people there will probably be mad that I even talk about it. But
1: yeah, I was to say the the animals outnumber the people like thirty to one or something. I think there is more cows than people. that yeah. probably still real. But the high school that I went to
0: was thirty five hundred kids.
1: It was oh really? Cool. That's huge. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Was it the only high school in like miles? No. Or, <laughs> like how? I rode happened? a horse
0: to school. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You had a live. gun locker. Yeah. Here. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah no it, legitimately like people in high school like they'd have guns in their back window mm-hmm. they, wouldn't, they wouldn't they wouldn't park in the student parking lot but they would have guns in their back window that was like a mm-hmm. very
1: normal thing growing up honestly yeah, it's a different place though yeah it's, it's you you know, super different very rural I mean there are I mean I'm yeah sure. I mean I know at the University of Montana there are gun lockers in the dorms in some of the dorms oh really yeah that's yeah. crazy I didn't even, see I didn't even know that yeah yeah it like it it is but it's not because like you know look at how much gun crime is there in Montana, you know? Probably not. <laughs> it's not, not New much. York. It's not the same, yeah. you know. I will I will say we had a uh, we had a neighbor that actually
0: mistakenly shot his uh, somebody in his family. Oh. That was wearing all brown. He's like, I thought he was a deer. He like told us the story. We're like, what? You thought he was a deer? He thought his guy, this guy was a deer. He killed like someone in his family. It was like it was like a real loose story. Like he killed? killed.
1: And then as an wow. adult
0: now, I'm like, do we know about that story? About like, have we checked in with so and so? Like,
1: <laughs> what the fuck? That that's that's so unbelievable. Thinking someone is a deer. Dude, there's, like there's like, like, there's like
0: there's like really crazy story of this guy that had moved there. Or went was like hunting from like out of state. I think he was hunting from California. And he goes, he shoots. He's on an elk hunt, mm-hmm. so he's shooting a, a an antlerless elk. Apparently, mm-hmm. he's what he was was uh, was going for, and so he shoots a cow elk and takes it to like the game station, like where they check to like you know check your tag and see what you've you've harvested. So that way they can check with like the fish and game. That's mm-hmm. how they figure numbers and that's yeah. how they yeah yeah manage they track wildlife. Everything. Sure. And so he comes pulling into the check stop, like oh yeah, you know out of stater got myself a cow elk and did the you know the 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 hunt and pulls into the check station. They're like this is a llama <laughs> this is a fucking llama dude God. it like made the news what, a like a, a, what the a fucking llama and so yeah he had like gutted it where do you even find a llama like, so yeah. that's the other thing that they found out so then was they, he at the zoo no they, so people have them out there for like packing you know uh, to go on hunts uh-huh. and stuff like that but what was even crazy was like alright well where did you shoot this cow elk there fella and so he, like, takes him back, and, like, he had shot it on the other side of a fence, drug it under a fence, and then, like, did everything like, wrong. got it
1: off someone's property. Dude, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, like wow, that's the kind of thing that like ruins hunting for so many people. Like that. Yeah, it's just
1: like, I mean, I guess you know, with with any high number of things, there's going to be incidents like that. You know, I mean, you're going to get how a many llama. thousands of people are hunting in Montana every year. I
0: guess there's now like a you know a number for so many elk shot. There's going to be a llama as well. Yeah, yeah, there's a ratio <laughs> llama to elk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, man. so I mean, he but he did the whole thing, tagged it, you know. Field dressed it, brought it to the station, was so proud that it was, like, what the report said. It was just so comical to me.
1: But I'm still... I can't believe this guy shot someone in his family, like... The other day, Thinking it was a deer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Were they, like, in his yard, like, like bending over and, like, gardening or something? No, no, no. They were out
0: out hunting deer. Oh. And then he just, you know, boom, blasted... I... You know, it was probably some other it was weird like a shit. Dick Cheney
1: incident, oh, right? <laughs> some sketchy shit. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, fella. Like or like that? Who's that guy that shot his his wife through the the? She thought he thought she was an intruder. Oh god. And it was he was like a, an athlete. Uh, I can't remember who it was, and uh, he was like an Olympian or something. Dude. And and thought like his wife was in the bathroom with the door closed and he just like lit it up and and i i can't remember if he got off for that or not she died yeah oh yeah yeah, she got killed for sure but he was like yeah i thought it was uh you know an intruder in my house and like that then they found out that he was actually just a total asshole with guns my
0: my first instinct on that is like he that's like that's like the concrete boots
1: yeah you know it's like
0: oh i just thought she was an intruder yeah come on yeah it's just there's too much weirdness with you the don't games.
1: shoot through a door first of all first like, of all yeah yeah when if you can't see what you're shooting like you don't even in a self-defense situation you, don't, is... you don't shoot through a door you know that's that's it's... just asking for trouble it's crazy i mean this is why i i'm such an advocate
0: for people doing some sort of martial art or mm-hmm. being able to handle themselves i mean this maybe comes into like where toughness is like mm. a real thing maybe yep. not so tough of like oh i'm tough in this other regard but there's so much to be said for people that can handle themselves mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. have to lean on a gun. I mean, look, I don't I don't really know where I stand with guns anymore, honestly, because it just seems that a lot of people that I know that even have guns are so fucking out of control with them. It's mm-hmm. like, what do you need that thing for? Like, you mm-hmm. don't need to shoot this thing once... Like, you, okay, cool. It's fun. I get it. But like, yeah, I think people should have guns to hunt and I think that people should be... Like, it's, it is our freedom. It is our right. I get that. Mm-hmm. But... You don't get in a car without learning how to drive a car. Literally, mm-hmm. I've gone and bought a gun before, and there's no instructions. You just walk out with the fucking mm-hmm. thing. I didn't even know how to put the ammo in it. I'm, I'm like, and I'm from Montana. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what do I, how, where does this go, and how does it actually, so you have like these whole like first moments with a thing that is could take somebody's life, mm-hmm. and no one's even shown you how to use the mechanics of it.
1: Yeah, it does seem like there should be some kind of uh, initial training or something. Um, there like...
0: should be 1,000% some sort of course or something that even when you buy it, because I'm telling you, I deal with a lot of mechanical things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working on machines. I'm, You're good
1: with your hands. Yeah. I'm
0: good with my hands. I, I know how things work. But there's times when I'll get like a new weapon and I'm like, uh, how, where's the safety? Mm-hmm. How How does this fire? And there's like a moment of like me figuring it out for the first five minutes even, let's say. Before it's like, I could, if, if I wasn't so versed in keeping the muzzle down range and making sure I'm being very safe with it, that thing in the wrong hands, somebody's swinging around, almost every time you hand somebody a BB gun, they point it in your face, right. not even knowing,
1: you know, so. Yeah, man. People are dumb with guns. Uh, I mean, people are dumb. That's the thing. Yeah. Guns exist, and people are stupid. Yeah. So, you know, you, you can't you put those things together and expect not I to have bad situations. Yeah. Um. The, the I think, you know, it's so, like, guns aren't going anywhere, especially in this country. Yeah. Like, they're just not. So the best thing to do would be, you know, advocating for, for responsible handling. Yeah. Or really just... Advocating for people being responsible in general, right? You know, because uh, that's like kind of the base of it. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're just an irresponsible piece of shit, yeah, it doesn't matter if you have a gun or a car yeah. or a knife or whatever. Like, you know people are going to be assholes. Yeah. Well, it's um, like,
0: and it, it, it's, I, I think the same thing. I mean, people, you give them anything. You give them a car. Mm-hmm. There's actually, we were, I was on a program once before where we would do this like driving school for people that were like, you know, I think they were 16 to 18. Mm-hmm. And it was like a whole driving experience where p- you bring people onto a, onto a track. Mm-hmm. You let them drive Corvettes and, and and a bunch of different vehicles. You teach them how to drift. Like, uh, these like would legitimately high-powered, high-powered uh, vehicles. High-powered vehicles. Yeah. Also, Assault vehicles. You, yeah, and basically get people well-versed behind the wheel to uh-huh. where they would be Able to be sufficient in any sort of situation for one, but also once you like get the awareness of a vehicle Uh and you understand like what actually an accident maybe feels like, they would do like a pit maneuver like where they get you know spin Mm -hmm. each other out even in like these like fake cop cars. Mm -hmm. Once you get to do that at a very young age, you're like, oh okay, this is some real force here. This is a real, it's a really big responsibility that I'm behind the wheel. This thing. How crazy is it that we go down? the highway oh, and 80 miles an hour
1: pound things yeah like just Within cannons
0: three feet away from each other
1: yeah no it's insane and no one if you think the wheel. about it too hard yeah oh man i'll be driving down the street in in my more like uh nihilist moments i'll just be like driving like all it takes is that it's it that's it like i could go into oncoming traffic both going 80 mm-hmm. miles per hour and that would be it yeah like that would be it
0: and how does not i it's just I, I was thinking about the other day driving i was like thank god there's like a divider or something yeah like, you know yeah. it's like
1: but you go out
0: west and it's just like you're just like everyone's oh, going man maybe. yeah
1: i drove uh with my buddy from we drove a car back from california to through historic 66 and back up to cleveland oh cool and that's actually a really cool route it's Awesome. Yep. And I mean man, people the, the difference between the regions, like mm-hmm. between the, the northeast and, and the southwest is that people do not fuck around in the fast lane.
0: Right, yeah, no. You for know sure. that yeah. I mean people are like things let me get over. Th-
1: on the list of things that piss me off, that is like way close to the top. <laughs> like just just hanging out in yeah. the passing lane I mean you know you're starting that's to see here. signs around here oh it's huge dude people are so fucking unaware <laughs> it's unbelievable as soon <laughs> as you get like past the Mason Dixon it's yeah. like <laughs> everyone's just hanging out in the fast lane yeah. you know and and I actually we, my parents have a friend who is a hairdresser around here and she like grew up on Long Island and I and she was like it's my fucking car I can do whatever I want with it yeah. I can drive where the fuck I want I'm like that's what they all think Yeah, that's yeah. how they all Thing. i get it so they really are just selfish and don't give a fuck yeah totally um but yeah out there man you, you don't you can't get away with that shit i know because you know? i mean there'll be a dude going 120 yeah first of all and like they will ride you mm-hmm. man like you'll get you'll get tapped if if, if you're going yeah. if you're being an asshole like you cannot get away with it out there
0: most people have deer and, bumpers too
1: yeah and you'll get pulled over for it too yeah like they really enforce that shit yeah which I, should be the case here really i mean yeah.
0: Well, I mean it's the flow of traffic. I mean it's like that's mm-hmm. that's like my mentality. Even like when I'm in the city, I'm like I'm not doing a bunch of like illegal things just because I want to be an asshole. Like I'm I'll kinda like move and like turn on on things like just because I'm like out in the middle. I you know, you don't want to be like stuck in the middle of the intersection right. nice when the light changes. Mm-hmm. Like you wanna be like efficient with the flow of everything. Yeah. And that's like the mindset to be in, I feel like. And a lot of people are just kinda like like just on even on the way back over here to come meet you, I'm sitting at the stop sign and I'm like, There's no traffic, the lady's not pulling out, and then all of a sudden I look and she's like putting mm-hmm. her phone down. She's smoking a cigarette. Her windows are up. She takes a big old <laughs> glove of Gatorade. The
1: Gatorade spills out Jesus either side
0: of her Christ. mouth and I'm like
1: Just I doing just, all like, so the I just, things. I just, I just like
0: floored around the stop sign around her and she's like, and then she goes like this
1: Oh, look, you're an asshole. I'm like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. i I'm mean, like, oh, it's not, you're It's so not summer silly. anymore. It's not summer anymore. It's but so funny. But you see that, like, in, you know, May, June, July, yeah. August, yeah. especially. Once it hits August, it's like, it seems like out here there's a new breed mm-hmm. of people that are just so unaware, like, yeah. just no self-awareness, yeah. and and really just fucking entitled. Not even in, like, the sense of, like, um, I'm rich and I'm entitled, but it's yeah. like they like uh, someone someone backed out of the the gas station in Sag uh on on 114 like backed out onto 114 s- and did like kind of like a 3 point turn just to get on into traffic and s- like backed out into the street instead yeah. of you know turning around in the parking lot and driving <laughs> yeah. out forward yeah and and when we i was sitting there i was sitting there with my buddy and we're sitting there just like like jaws on the floor looking at this fucking idiot yeah and and she fucking gives us the finger. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck is that? That
0: is beautiful. Yeah. That's what like, I
1: mean, that is a perfect example yeah. of August out here. I, like I, people I, I... being an asshole to you and then flipping you off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah.
0: I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. And actually, that's kind of the point where I'm at now where yeah. I'm just like, I just like In look It's straight comedy. And, yeah. You just have to do Because it... if, if you don't look at it that way, you're going to have a fucking brain hemorrhage. Yeah. You know? You're going you're gonna to freak out. You're going to stroke out. And, yeah. And they win. Yeah then they you win know?
0: exactly no i i die laughing every time i see anything like that i'm like hey listen hi i never flip anybody I'm, first of all i'm like I'm used to people driving like idiots. So it's like, I'm always just kind of like, oh, this person put in front of me. Let me go around them. I never really like, I, I don't really
1: have any road rage in that regard. So mm-hmm. it's like when I see people just bugging out, I'm like, holy shit, that person's got something terrible going on. There. Man, we saw some road rage when we were in Cleveland. This this guy was behind this woman that was going left at a light and she didn't go when he thought she should have gone. And he was in this fucking like bright orange, you know, kind of crossover SUV. And he was hitting the wheel so hard and screaming oh, no. so hard at her that his whole car was shaking. <laughs> yes. we were just like oh my god I yeah. couldn't get my phone out fast enough yeah. you know, to, to film it well I think people are
0: amping right now too because just like the times I mean yeah you know like election years uh,
1: freak people out
0: well there's that and I think you know obviously people have been cooped up like I might mean, still talk to people yeah. that are like, people are still quarantining I know this girl that's pretty close to my age I'm 32 and she's like I still haven't done I didn't even have a summer she's like I'm like I'm kind of mad at everybody for having like a summer and like and you know I hear I've been being quarantined and I'm like can't be mad at anyone but yourself. I'm like, well, okay, I see where you're coming from, but you're—I you got
1: to You're safe. You're safe. Yeah, you got to do the research and see what people are doing and kind of feel it out. Yeah, you know? the, just like being in the flow of traffic. It's like you got to look. You know, I, that's what I was doing, like with the shop, when COVID really hit. Uh, Again, I, mean, I just want to
0: highlight, yeah. like your your resilience of still being in business after being completely shut down.
1: Well, it's like... We're redefining this the Kyle, thing Yeah. <laughs> this is... I mean, you know, it's... I have a family, and they have to eat, yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's it. Like, that's, yeah. like, the 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 only thing that I'm concerned with at this point. You yeah. Know, I, I'm not, you know, like, obviously, I'm not dating anymore, so I'm not concerned with impressing anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's just about really my daughter right now um we're gonna have another child but uh, you know right now like that is the most meaningful thing in my life and it's the best thing for me to focus on and that's awesome like i feel so much i feel like i'm in the right place when when that is what my life revolves around and not even just like this is the prescribed path, and this is, you know, what you're supposed to be doing. Like, not even like that. Like, on a really deep level, like, instinctual level, like, I feel like... That's epic. Caring for your wife and child is, like, it's just, it's so natural. Yeah. Like, it's really, like, you know, um, yeah, there's something about it that, that really, that I, that I can't even articulate, honestly. Um, well, I, I admire that. I, I think that that's
0: pretty, pretty awesome because... It is instinctual. I mm-hmm. mean, I think there is like an instinct to <clears throat> to where that is your priority and to protect, mm-hmm. you know. So maybe that is like maybe that is your concern of tough a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do have to be tough to be able to withstand all of the shit that life throws at you, yeah. you know. And not tough in a in like a um, R- boasting R- way like or R- anything.
0: at Murph. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not
1: even tough. That's just that's just you know. That's proving your yourself to someone or to yourself or whatever. Maybe I don't know. Um, it's definitely that's pushing a persona though. That's that's not what anyone should be interested in. Um, you know, there's there's better things to focus on than appearing tough. Yeah, you know? for sure. I mean, actually being tough is 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 very different than appearing tough. Yeah, I think that's that's and and I mean that kind. Con- people have a, a weird issue with masculinity yeah, and whether it's good or bad and it can be both Yeah, just like anything every single thing has everything. both everything yeah there's a any, balance any good in thing. anything any yeah. good
0: thing has both yeah I mean I have the exact opposite problem you know people think because I've broken bones and race motorcycles that I'm just mm-hmm. like this very unbreakable thing and I'm like listen I don't like the it. bones it's broke <laughs> like I, I'm i not interested in breaking shit anymore mm-hmm. like I, I I mean I'm, I'm still I'm pushing it in a lot of ways like mm-hmm. my life I am progressing but I almost have the exact opposite. I'm like, hey, listen, fella. Like mm-hmm. I was telling a, s- a story last time about surfing, and it's just like I'll go surfing with friends, and like, yeah, no, you, you're good, right? And I'm, it's like, it's like me taking somebody to go ride a motorcycle for the first time, and like riding the biggest motorcycle that they make, which would be like a 450, and, and then putting them on, like an arena cross track or a super cross track, which Mm -hmm. is like very jumpy and steep jumps. And Mm -hmm. they would not stand a chance. Right. They could ride a motorcycle, maybe down the starting line. Mm -hmm. And then the first, second they hit an (laughs) obstacle. They're going to either get really lucky Mm -hmm. and roll around maybe a quarter or half of it, maybe, Mm -hmm. which would be the most lucky thing on planet earth. Mm -hmm. But most likely they're going to get decimated. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, yeah, that's like you have to, well, and that's the thing. You have to go through smaller versions of that and fail in smaller ways before you can take on the big version of that because if you fail in a big way it's going to be way more detrimental yeah um thankfully surfing isn't
0: hasn't been like i've had like just i've been nothing but crushed by surfing like literally really? i have gone like surf like some white water stuff like some like little longboard stuff but mm-hmm. i don't really consider that worth surfing even though some of my friends are like no dude you surfed it, to me surfing is like where you're like there's it's at least kind of mini barreling you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. at least like some mini barrel like even at least like i don't know Chest high, something like that. Something yeah. Like, like that's like actually, you're going to kind of get thumped if you go down. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like, like
1: there has to be some, some consequence. Yeah. Some consequence, consequence to, it. to yeah. it. Like when it's like a little white water
0: and it's like, you know, like everyone's out there, like a bunch of first timers out there is like a four year old that's like getting pushed in on waves. I'm like,
1: yeah. That's interesting because that, that like implies that there has to be some kind of intention to it. Like you have to be, you're looking for, you know, a payoff in the sense that you're not going to be hurt. Yeah, you know it's like uh, this. Is, that's that's cool that there's a that you just that you make the distinction between you know the wave height makes something surfing or not surfing. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, it's that, it's a little it's no, a, it's, it's something it's, stupid. It's interesting.
0: It's interesting. But yeah, it's like so. Yeah, similar like just like opposite thing. But I mean, dude, to even be. I'm a business owner here, out here as well on the East End, you know, okay. so I own a, a company called Earthworks.
1: Oh, yeah, I've seen your shirt. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And um, yeah, so it's like just to, to even be open right now, doing business, mm-hmm. talking about doing stuff in the future, mm-hmm. also kind of assessing what the future is, but everything's
1: so hypothetical. It's like, why even That's make an the assumption? Thing. That's the thing. Um, you can't you, even. You, you have to take the information that you have and, and make your business. Yeah. and prepare as best you can yeah. like i i've been it, it's such a dirty word but like i've been a prepper for like the yeah. last like 15 years now yeah. like like since i was in high school i yeah. was really into it and and prepping in the sense that like um you know like fema recommends that you have a bag prep for an, uh, a you know, disaster yeah. yeah and and i always thought and that was such not? a cool thing right why not, why it, doesn't, not? it
0: doesn't have to be esque. it could just yeah. be like how about you're just ready for action? Yeah,
1: it's not like I have you know a bunker with you know gas masks and shit. It's uh, yeah, it's I have uh, you know a flashlight in a bag with some stuff that I can take you a blanket know, if, if some we need if my family needs to like water take purification. Off. Or something. Yeah, exactly. But exactly.
0: that's like that's like what's so crazy that people think that that's like a silly and oh you're you must think a certain way maybe even if you do that yeah. type of thing because the truth of the matter is is that we live in one of the only places where we can sit here with a table with donuts. <laughs> And headphones on and talk about what we think, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we know no one's going to come charging through the door. Mm-hmm. We know no one's going to come arrest us or no weird shit's going on right outside mm-hmm. the house. I mean, you know, there's obviously the anomaly. Yeah. But for the most part, we're living in a pretty damn safe society. Yeah, you know? totally. And not even just because we're out east. I mean, overall, like America is a fairly safe place. Considering, Very safe. You know, I talk to people that like that are still, you know, in, um, doing general contracting as far as like, for special forces type work and mm-hmm. they're going overseas and they're in uh, dude, nah, dude I, no I, I, they sh- they'll show me photos of like things that they're like seeing and I'm like
1: this is fucking crazy I mean I watch Live Leak every day like, there's even that you, you just you, you, you know, can't like I, I would not ever go to Brazil at this point you know Brazil and their gun crime is like just
0: my, off, my friend went the down there last charts. year for Carnival and he watched a guy get shot like get straight up shot in the street
1: there you go. I've they, never seen
0: anyone get shot they said that he unloaded a clip on a guy right in front of him mhm I mean, there you go. I mean, that's Carnival. not here. That's yeah. n-
1: and and you know, a lot of people think there's a fucking gun violence epidemic here. And right. I mean, there is not. Yeah. You know, not in that way.
0: Not in that. Not in that regard. I, I don't. But I I think there is obviously conversations to be had in, on all regards. Totally. Everything should be evolving and should be yeah. an open conversation Always. forever. You should
1: be. Everyone should be aiming for something better. Literally. That's <laughs> that, you know. I mean, that's that's. Yeah. Why the fuck wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, you want to stagnate? You want things to be as good as they are right now, yeah. like forever? Like no. that's stu- that's so. Stu- like you should everyone should always be trying to improve their situation and I agree. and then their community situation, their family situation. Like you, you do those things for the betterment of yourself and in a selfish way, but it's you know, the indirect result is that everyone yeah. else is brought up in yeah. that same situation, know. you know, and that's that's awesome. Like yeah. that's that's why that's what it kinda goes back to what I was saying about people being out here doing that kind of shit. Like that is not the case in a place like uh, in Cleveland, where you know a lot of people are, and and rightfully so, but very nihilist and just like man, things suck and they're never going to get better. Yeah. And like that might be true for those people. Yeah, it re- I mean, well, with that mindset, that's true for any people in any place. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: happening right here too.
1: Yeah, you know, I know
0: a lot of people that are from here that like literally like they, I think they get paralyzed by what's around them. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you see like when you when you're when your top is you know a house in Montauk with you know the cars and then right. this and then that and you're the, the place in the city and and that's the top and that's like what the level of of, of what achievement is it's pretty hard to find it, like to maybe want to settle into the middle i think for people and that's just my like maybe empathetic view to like yeah. what they're experiencing mm-hmm. you know because a lot of people will be like oh fuck that trust fund kid or whatever but mm-hmm. i don't know you can get paralyzed by that situation too and i th- i'm finding more and more that like what is what makes life breathable and livable is when you do have a purpose and you do have a thing. So when you don't yeah. feel like you have a purpose, it, it, I think it could, it
1: could be slippery for people. Yeah. And, and well, and having a purpose is just having a, something that you're responsible for. And for me anyway. Yeah. And, and that which, passionate about, with, which is the same maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause if you're passionate about something you uh, like your, your art, for example, you know, you're you're responsible with your art. You're like right. you, you you take it seriously, yeah. And you work towards it, and you put work into it, and like you're always, I'm sure, uh, trying to improve it, yeah. And um and that that is that's a, a responsibility to your art, right? And uh, I have that, you know, with my business, and especially with my family, and uh, that has really <laughs> like taken me from a total place of like nothing means anything to everything means everything yeah you know yeah like completely changed how i saw things and i i'm honestly kind of annoyed with the fact that i don't know if it was just me and what i was paying attention to but i mean I, i think um society is pushing people into a place of nihilism and it's just uh it's sad, man. It's like, I, none of my friends have families. Yeah. I'm 33. None of my friends have started families. Yeah. It's arguably, a, a, one of it's one of the most important things of the human experience. Like every, every person that you're descended from for 2 million years, mm-hmm. you know, has, has gone through this Yeah, and has, been around small children yeah. and watch them grow up and then they take care of you when you're old and it's a balance just like anything important yeah. and and it's there's something so crazy deep to it and it's like I feel really I and I never want to like be like, dude, you gotta settle down. You, I don't want. I like. I'm not, because I was not that dude. Like at yeah. 25, yeah. I was like in a punk band singing songs about how that shit didn't interest me. Yeah.
0: Like seriously. Isn't and, it funny how we kind of run towards the things that we say we don't want? Yeah. Yeah. That's like so relevant in my life right now. Really? <sighs> yeah, in a lot of ways. But like the the fact that you're even sharing that, I mean, I think that there's a lot to say for that. I mean. I think a lot of people maybe don't feel worthy of being, uh, you know, a parent. Let's say,
1: or we're we're from a generation of divorced parents. Well, there's and, that. And I mean, my parents were divorced in first grade. But a lot, but a lot of it is, I think, we're also learning so much about ourselves
0: about how we can like break that ancestral DNA and and live these lives that we maybe want to live. And I think for a lot of people, a lot of people they're very distracted by making it in New York. You mm-hmm. know, they're really distracted by whatever that and whatever that means to somebody. You know, a lot of people want to be seen here. Yeah, a lot it of people seems want, like a, an attention a of, thing. A lot of people want attention, need attention, mm-hmm. and want to be famous in some way. And I don't know, for me, that's that's where it gets a little slippery for people. For me, like, I, you know, it's, it's hard for me to even, like, go to an art show, honestly. Yeah. Like, I don't like the attention of that aspect. So it's – it's I. what I really love is I love creating. Mm-hmm. And if I can do something to where I can create – You know, whether it's even in my business, I'm constantly creating in that as well. So it's like when you have a passion and you're creating and you're working towards something, that's where I think that you exist in that space. And I think you start having maybe other thoughts of like creation, if you will. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ultimately being able to create a happy, healthy human and share that with somebody and be in love. And that's avatar, dude. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's some straight up avatar shit To 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 make a person. Yeah. That's, That's the, eternal life. You're passing on your information. You it's know? really,
0: it really is a, a big deal. And you know, ultimately, I think that a lot of us have been can, kind of disconnected because we're basically the same age. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I talked to a lot of my friends, and it's not even on their radar. No. But if I'm being honest, right now, like, yeah, I definitely have like a like a primal sense that like maybe women talk about sometimes, where I'm like, yeah, a kid would be interesting to like you know entertain. It's one right of now. the
1: most interesting fucking things I've ever experienced. And if all you're my at friends all in, interested in brain development, yeah. psychology. Uh, evolution, seeing those things play out in front of you from day to day, watching language develop. Yeah. I mean, watching sight develop, they're blind, you know, for the first few weeks they're alive. Uh, watching sight develop, um, seeing, you know, like I, I, uh, you know, I'm a musician, so I, I, would play music to her at a very, very young age, seeing her face you know experience the music before she even knew she existed you know like it is really something that people are missing out on man it's it's a really it's a fucking shame and like birth rates are way down in this country yeah and people are demoralized and it's like this is the thing that can make you feel better and like no like i don't know why i feel like such an asshole for telling my friends that but man like it's really not as bad as you think it is. Yeah. Like well,
0: people think their life is over when that happens. I well, we grew
1: think... up on '90s sitcoms of, yeah. like Married with Children that that said have, being married and having kids is the worst fucking thing, and then you're not free anymore. Yeah, like this. And is what people I... want fucking freedom. Yeah, like you want freedom. Like you don't want meaning. Right. Dude,
0: and it's like they painted, they kind of depicted the picture of like what a dad looks like. It's like yeah. you tuck your shirt in, now yeah, yeah, and you know you comb your hair over, and, yeah. You know, it's like that doesn't have to be the dad. I mean, I remember looking at parents when I was younger, like that were my age now, mm. and I'm like, I remember thinking they were adults. Yeah. and now I'm like looking yeah. at myself and I'm like, I definitely am adulting on so many levels, but yeah. I'm also such a kid at heart. Exactly. I have so much fun, I do yeah. so much different shit, but
1: And that's the best kind of dad, because I'm yeah. like, how the fuck are you gonna connect to a child if yeah. you don't have some of that in you? Yeah, still, if you just
0: have you know? if you just have, you know, a millennium of time between the two of you, yeah. spiritually even.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, no, I'm I'm still very much a kid. I yeah, mean, big time. Like yeah. I fucking I play magic with my friends and like <laughs> play video games and shit and yeah. like I, I'm very childish in that sense yeah um you know i'm responsible for things but i mean the fuck there's no like you I, can't I, there's be. no prescription for being uh, you know a successful adult you know the, anymore like no. you know it's like you do what you do to get by and you know if at the end of the day if you have a little bit of happiness yeah. awesome yeah you know?
0: i have a friend that worked with a gamer recently that was like 16 years old and he was like it was the most professional experience i ever had because the kid like sent me like you know the, the the his his assistant reached out to me this kid makes like you know nine hundred grand a year playing video games, testing video games and he's like, you know, this is this this person reached out to me and then the team came and there was like he like had already created this installation for himself. It was like already this team that he would kind of built around himself. And it's just so funny. You know it's like what what people have like thought what success would mean mm-hmm. and what it would look like. Even like at a young age I, I had a depiction of what I thought it was. And mm-hmm. I would say in the last five, six, seven years even I've just kinda of like redefined that even for myself of Yeah. Yes, I I've had success and things have been successful and at the same time it's like I just try to be a a fucking kid you know and try to go do all the fun shit while I can because Mm -hmm. ultimately this life is basically one giant
1: experience it's a flash dude and it is it it is a
0: simulation in the sense that you get to choose what experience you want to have and what you want to allow Mm -hmm. and what you want to participate in so Mm You know, in that regard, it is a simulation because you're like you are in a game, and you're like you're walking through life, and you're like, oh, do I want to go through that door? Yes or no? Yeah, you know, totally. And if you go through that door, then you're on another another
1: vibe. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, it's and like in the multiverse, it splits off the other way. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: and that's when you start getting into quantum, <laughs> yeah. and then we go down a deep rabbit hole. Um,
1: yeah, man. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not uh, sure. You know what? What do you think? Um, so you say you, you feel like you're successful in what you've done. I mean, is that, to me, success is a constantly changing thing. Like, it's like, I am successful. I'm kind of not. I kind of, like in, in certain aspects, I'm successful in certain things I'm not. And that's why you have to continually uh, try to improve and, and try to keep doing things, yeah. you know, um, and, and hopefully your successes outweigh the failures. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And, well, mine don't. Yeah. Mine don't. Your failures outweigh the successes. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I, I would that say yes.
0: Yeah. Um. And quite honestly, the failures used to like really, really affect me, but
1: now I'm like, yeah. okay, let me navigate. Well, it's navigate. good. You have. I mean, you have to fail. You have to fail. Yeah. You failed. Hell yeah, I failed. We've all Dude, failed. I dropped out of college twice. Yeah. I'm like that's failure.
0: Yeah. Right. And I mean, I, I, you know, anyone that's partially alert and can hold a conversation has had failure in that in regard because you mm. get humbled by that you know yeah. and if you don't get yeah. humbled i'm not saying that when i when i fail now that i just am completely inept and i just i just tune out and i'm like oh silver lining always and it, and i am for the most part but it's like i don't know even like failing now at like stupid little things even like practicing wheelies on a motorcycle mm. and it's like i'm not getting it and i just go 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 until like i just until either my arms are too tired mm-hmm. or like maybe the bike's broken mm-hmm. or what have you so I think that, you know, for me, failure is definitely outweigh success, but I guess what the way I define my success is the balance that I've created in my life mm-hmm. um, and not feeling stressed mm. about life, you know, and that's something that's taken me a really long time to not really feel like I was, I've talked about, you know, doing breath work and things like that. There's been things I've like that have helped me to mitigate things that maybe get a little bit overwhelming sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's never toward the point where I'm like, I need to hit the sauce or I need to, you know, have a, right. an aid of some sort. Um, it's mostly just like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I I have an even-kilned idea of where I am
1: mm-hmm. and what
0: I've accomplished and where I'm going
1: and mm-hmm. i just try to you got a plan you feel prepared you don't feel like i have a plan but you, not you, like
0: not a perfect blueprint yeah yeah it's very well, it's, it's fluid very, right it's very fluid yeah. i mean cuz my plans change which is day. good
1: cuz then you fail less <laughs> you know well there's that <laughs> if if things aren't quite as defined as yeah. they possibly could be you yeah. know then it's a little easier to kind of navigate and take advantage of things that pop up yeah. like um like when covid hit we're a small business right. so we were able to pivot very easily yeah. you know uh, i'm sure a giant corporate, you know, store like Target or something had a really difficult and expensive time with it, you know. Well, and it, I mean, it—I don't think it's obvious that a small
0: business can pivot easy. I mean, I think yeah, that I think yeah. it, i think it—it it, it starts with the leadership you know and and how the people from the top are start are, are viewing everything and what their persona of of the actuality is mm-hmm. and what that in that cuz that's where everything trickles down mm-hmm. then the employees fall through and like you know yes, yeah. you you have like a resurgence of maybe new people that you had started to attract
1: based mm-hmm. on that like leadership quality so i was definitely when when everything went crazy like in march mm-hmm. um, when the when the like the food runs were happening and stuff like yeah. grocery stores and the toilet paper thing and all yeah, that shit yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> I know um, like you know when it really i mean i i was following it from february like um you know when it when it was still in china and it was like whoa this this fucking crazy you know uh thing is happening in china hope hope it doesn't get here and i was like well maybe it won't yeah <laughs> it might though yeah so i got to think about this like yeah. what what's going to happen if this happens so and then it did happen and i was a little i was mentally prepared for it um but we uh we did change things i i had things in place so like we didn't have to um totally restructure like you know just because I pursue things for the sake of pursuing them, just right. for constant you know improvement, we had Uber Eats ready. We already were doing yeah. that. we had uh, online ordering and pickup already, yeah. like all that shit was in place, and people had been using it and and our website was up with all of that stuff and and when it looked like you know people weren't going to be allowed in shops or people wouldn't want to go into yeah. shops. Um, I got a webcam and had it on the daily selection of donuts and had, you know, like had I I put it on Instagram like, hey, here's a live feed of our shop. This is who's here. This is uh, the precautions we're taking. We have a timer every 10 minutes. We're going to go disinfect the whole shop. You know, Um, and I I really the first thing I did when shit really looked like it was going to get bad was to look at the businesses that. Uh, really came out on top after the Great Depression because right. I knew this wasn't going to be a Black Death pandemic situation where everyone was dying. And even if it was, fuck the business. You're right. You know? Yeah. Um, so. the worst thing that could happen would be a really bad economic collapse kind of situation so i was like well to prepare for an economic collapse like what are the places that came out on top what are the places that survived it because the places the the businesses that survived the great depression were the ones that are still around today Mm -hmm. like they, they really proved and had staying power and um so the one thing that i read was that uh in times of uh, depression, um, sweets sales go up, mm-hmm. chocolate sales specifically go way up because people want to feel better you know yeah. even if it's just from the endorphins of having some sugar you know yeah. and uh, so that doesn't stop so that was a good thing um, people don't stop drinking coffee but they will look for a better price so I was ready to you know be competitive with the pricing even with like 711 across the street yeah um, and uh, just just having a a, a presence of normalcy you know like of just this is a place that people can come into and feel like their life isn't upside down yeah and that was like man that was the move because people told me constantly over march april may june you know into the summer yeah like this is the only, this is the only, this is the first place we've come since we got out of quarantine. We've been quarantining for a month. This is the first place we've gone yeah. because we see, you know, I'm, you know, I'm assuming this, you know, they see all the precautions we were taking and, and just that, you know, we, we didn't make it feel like, it was the end of the world when you were in the shop. You know, it was you well, know, that's... maintain your distance, have your mask on, yeah. but um and and we'll we'll do the rest. And and you're just here for your coffee and donuts. And yeah. don't don't worry about anything else. Yeah, just for yeah. a second. Yeah. You know? Just don't feel like you're dying, you know. I remember
0: when you guys kind of first started like opening the shop back up. Because you guys were closed for a second, right? Uh
1: we I mean, the, as far as, far as, as, as I shop... remember, man, uh well, I think we, did, we did for a week. We did uh, curbside only and that was it okay you know we didn't close for a day
0: okay gotcha Yeah. I, but I remember people like were even Emily alone was like you know I'm so happy Grindstone's opened backed up or, yeah, like, or yeah. I guess you guys weren't even closed but I, for some reason I guess I
1: quit oh, that you were I, I think a lot of people assumed that. that was recently when they
0: closed
1: after Labor Day oh right yeah we had we every year we take a week off after summer that's oh, what it was okay. yeah, yeah well I don't th- I, I'm saying I'm talking even like cause I mean
0: before there was nothing open in town so yeah, I remember like people nothing. would go to you I mean several people like at least Grindstone's open mm-hmm. maybe I have it wrong no my, my, that's my, true my story's a <laughs> No,
1: it, that's true. Right. It was like that. People were like, oh, my but God, they, at least we can do this. At least we you can know. get coffee. Because and- it, it is an in-and-out thing. I put up um the Ohio governor, Mike DeWine, uh, had a press conference where I took a clip and put it on our Instagram. He literally said, you know, if you can go in to a coffee shop, get a donut, walk out, that's fine. I was like, "Yeah, man. Yes, that's fine. Let's do that." That's hilarious. Um it, I mean from his, you know, from his mouth. So, uh I mean, it it really and and we gained a huge um a new base of customers because yeah. of that, you yeah, know, because untrue, we yeah. were we were offering this like sense of security for people and um it, it was it was quite an experience though. I mean, like I don't I don't work in the shop but when that happened, I did because I was like I can't I can't tell my fucking staff to work during a pandemic yeah. without being up there myself. So yeah. every day I was up there opening in the front. Yeah. Like as the face of the business because holy shit, like there's no other time where you have to like take up that responsibility yeah. more than that and like really I mean, talk about being a leader, like yeah. I, I couldn't I mean everyone that works for me they're all my friends yeah. like I mean it's literally like my best friend from um, from Ohio works for me my cousin works for me his girlfriend um, uh, one of my other best friends from Ohio that taught me how to cook Yeah. and uh, I got a job at his restaurant when I was 19 as a as a dishwasher mm-hmm. um, he works for me now uh, and it I, I you know i couldn't just be one of those guys it's like all right just tough it out just you know i'll be in the office yeah you know holy shit like first of all no one would ever work for you if you were like that or if they did they'd fucking be stealing from you the (laughs) the whole time exactly and uh and just to be able to talk to the customers and really get the idea like hey this is what we're doing this is what we're trying to do thank you for fucking braving this and, and coming in here and and being face to face with another human, because I know we all need that. yeah you know we, it was and man, they say that um, during really shitty times like that, that people feel the, the happiest. <laughs> they yeah. look back on it as like like 911 yeah. you know every New Yorker was a New Yorker. Yeah. Like there was no division. Yeah. That's um, that's one thing I love about here. It's like when there is something that's going down, it's people really do come together. That's humans, man. Like during the during the uh, Blitzkrieg in London is the people for years after that said that hiding in the tunnels was the best time of their life. There was right. so much camaraderie. That's it's like uh, you know, people in the military yeah. when they they come back and they, they're like, God, this is such a vapid, like meaningless existence mm-hmm. out here, you know, we don't have Anywhere near the kind of like brotherhood that we had, you know, when, all, when people my, were shooting at us. All you know? my friends have gone back. Yeah, all of you them. have to every single one. Well, it's like uh, you know when when people were kidnapped by Native Americans and were in you know their yeah. their their <laughs> uh, they, society for a little while. If, when they got back, they they fucking would leave. Totally, you couldn't keep them in our society. Yep, exactly. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> like so we're really missing out on something. Yeah, we're really there's there's like. You know, there's no there used to be, you know, fraternal organizations, things like, you know, Shriners and the Elks and all that shit. That's like, so
0: funny you say the Elks. Yeah. My my grandparents used to go to the Elks. Really?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's an Elks lodge in Southampton.
0: Is there? Yeah,
1: they just rent it out for parties and shit. They don't oh do my anything, God. but I'm, there's I mean, there's Mason lodges all over the yeah, fucking I've seen place those. here. Yeah. You know, and and that I think was a good substitution for You know, that kind of, you know, tribal togetherness that people... Definitely still need because it's not out of our like For sure. what you think we, because two hundred years ago we figured out how to burn coal like we all of a sudden don't need clean you know, clean, that clean kind of coal shit. yeah yeah <laughs> like it, it just you know there's there's so many things that we're we're we think that we're like oh we're better than that we're smarter yeah. than that we're we've we've outpaced that with technology and like we, that's why everyone's all fucked up yeah you know I think uh,
0: that's like I think that's why people a lot of people here uh, volunteer fire department
1: oh yeah totally it's a big thing around here totally that is the fraternal organization it is it's a big thing
0: my brother and I actually went and like checked it out one night yeah like like, the whole like you know the upstairs it's, it's a little funny they got like all the chairs and the big conference table, yeah. the TVs everywhere, and the lockers, and they got a bar up there. So it's like, oh, that's interesting. It'd probably be pretty cool if like you were doing it with like a like a good group of your friends. Mm-hmm. But I remember like even living on the on the West Coast, like when I lived in Arizona and, mm-hmm. and even in California, it's like you know we there's always like something I'd be like a part of. Even obviously I'd be racing motorcycles, but mm-hmm. I used to play Australian rules football, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, like just. It's very specific. Well, it is. It is very specific. But it was like, you know, I had never even heard of it when I first started playing. My my roommate at the time back there, like, had got me into it. But talk about, like, just like a brotherhood. Like, Mm -hmm. even with, like, the other teams, a lot of times, it was just like, obviously, there'd be, like, this division, but there was just so many, I don't know, there's like a I didn't really get to play that often, but mm-hmm. it was, like, just, like, a little bit that I would go. It was, like, people were just, like, were so welcoming bringing you in. It was just, it was, like, a whole brotherhood. So, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I experienced that with my high school. Um, I went to a private high school, private Catholic school. Yeah. And I wasn't raised in that community. I yeah. I wasn't raised Catholic or anything. And uh, But I was uh, getting jumped by a kid out front in my, I guess it was sophomore year maybe i'd given his girlfriend a ride home the day before and he found out and he came up with his buddy and i was actually i looked like such a fucking catholic kid i was i was doing a food drive i was walking out of my school to do a food drive with some of my friends and this kid came up behind me and just started pounding me in the back of the head and threw me up against a car and i didn't even know what was going on like i really it was like an instant tunnel vision yeah you know and uh and then all of a sudden it stopped and I like kind of like looked up and I was like, cause I was like, what, who are you? What the fuck are you doing? You know? And I looked up and the biggest, I mean, and you know, this is how I've always looked and dressed and, uh, you know, I didn't get along with everyone there because of that, but man, in my time of need, because I was wearing the, the uniform for the school, the biggest jock motherfucker in the school, this kid named J.J. Boone. He was, like, the biggest football player. Sounds, sounds like, like it, right? Sounds like a beast. Yeah, he was. <laughs> and, and three of his friends, who were also the other three biggest kids in the school, they took this kid, picked him up, and power bombed him onto the cement. Wow. To the point where, like, cars were stopping. They were like let him go, like thinking, you know, they were just beating up on this yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. but I mean, the the kid was my size, you know, and he just had no chance against these dudes, and then one of the football coaches came out, and he was like, don't hurt him, JJ. Come you on, know. JJ, put him <laughs> yeah. down. Like serious, like, Ohio, like, they recruited this kid from Southern Ohio, he was born with a fucking football in his hands. And, Corn fed. And yeah, for real, and like, it was it was him, the captain of the rugby team, uh, and then two other guys that were like, seriously, like, 6'5", 250 yeah. pounds in high school, you know, where's, I mean, where's J.J. Boone today? Uh, actually, I think he ended up... He, he had, friends, had... On, friends on Facebook? <laughs> no. <laughs> His brother ended up in the NFL, Alex Boone. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, he was my bully in school. He actually used to pick me up and throw me onto tables in like art class and stuff uh, until my dad came by and was like, look... If you guys let this go on, I'm gonna bring every fucking news news media down here and tell them that you're letting the jocks beat up on the other kids. Wow. And um so that stopped because they were like, You know, you're not gonna play football if you if this happens again. Yeah. So but he ended up playing in the NFL. He's I, I don't know if he still is. Um he was an asshole though, man. He he got uh he was he was like gonna be a first round draft pick and then he um Got into some shit, I think, in college, and he he was just a mass, like a nasty alcoholic, like he like drink like 40 beers a night, yeah, and uh and he got up onto a cop car and i think they had to tase him he he. they were trying to tow his car that's what it was oh, they were no. trying to tow his car and he he tried to lift it off the the hook or whatever oh, and um, i mean he was a fucking monster he was like seven feet tall like, wow. in high school wow and uh that's a terrifying monster bully to have. yeah it was Dude. it was and and i'm a, i i've always been like a smart ass so i always just talk shit to him yeah. you know and and you know so whatever um but, uh, yeah, his brother, my bully's brother, because I was in the same uniform, that total tribal shit just kicked in. He saw me, and he was like, I got to defend this kid. No way. And, and beat the shit out of the two kids that were jumping me. That's hilarious. And, uh, yeah, and since then, man, I really was like, damn, I actually love this school. <laughs> like, yeah. I stopped, like, hating it so much. I was yeah. like, okay, this is cool. Like, yeah. I you know, these guys aren't all bad and, you know, and whatever. I mean, that was that was my first experience with like being a part of something yeah you know a big group where you have a common you know cause or goal or whatever
0: yeah i think it's i think that's there's a big thing to that i mean I was, I've been thinking for years out here, it'd be awesome. I mean, I know it's a little aggressive, but I thought it'd be really cool to start up a dodgeball league at S.Y.S. Oh, that'd be cool. Like a Wednesday night thing, like adult league mm-hmm. and, you know, just have like a bunch of teams, get a bunch of people to sponsor it. Like I would sponsor, I'm sure mm-hmm. you would maybe even want to get in I'd something like that. i love that. Oh my so God, I would love that. So just get like all of our friends and like I a bunch of people. love dodgeball. <laughs> so I talked to him, like you can rent out the space, but you imagine just like everyone having a great time playing dodgeball. Like be amazing. A Wednesday night of just yeah. beaming each other in the
1: face with yes. dodgeballs. And getting out some of the aggress- yeah, and, you know, yeah, that yep. would be that would be really really cool. I, yeah. I'm all for that. Grindstone will be a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, <I swear laughs> we'll, we'll bring you know three dozen donuts to Epic. everything. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah. So I've been I've been like kind of like toying with that idea again. I was like, that would be so fun to actually just have that because I think it'd be great for everyone to have something to go do. Um, and also, yeah, there's nothing like getting beamed in the face with a dodgeball. You yeah, know, it makes you're, you feel alive. Yeah! out! <laughs> it reminds you that you're alive.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: There's nothing quite like that sting. You know, of like mm-hmm. like the school that I went to in Montana, the first one. I mean, we had a carpet gym, like the 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 one. Uh, I guess was it grade school or like mm-hmm. what, the, like, elementary you know, school? Elementary school. Yeah. That's what it is. Carpet uh, gym floors and the dodgeballs that we had were the foam ones and those things would like they would like get like a little humid so they'd be like a little bit waterlogged oh, almost wow. so those things were dense you get beamed with one of like and it was like they get chunked out, so you almost mm-hmm. have like finger holes a little bit. Wow! And I remember yeah, just, you know, yeah, yeah. You get one of those things in the face. You get a little bit of foam in the corner. Uh-huh. By, your Eyes watering. <laughs> it's, it's like totally. you know what I mean. Yeah. So those are the good old times, man. You know? At my
1: at my middle school, uh, we we I don't know why they called they called it technical tracking. I don't. I'm not sure why the gym teacher just made that name up. And this
0: is where the programming
1: started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> so it wasn't like the it wasn't the ner- the um like nerf soccer balls or anything like that. But he, he had these. They were like maybe this big like maybe a little smaller than a bowling ball. Yeah. Bigger than a softball, but small enough to really grip you really get them. and you, oh and they were they were some kind of rubber they were yellow and i'll never forget them man because when they were a little deflated you could really just grip them and there were some <laughs> overdeveloped kids you know oh, yeah. in like eighth grade yep. that maybe got held back or something and... or just drank the milk yeah exactly <laughs> and uh, man some of them be like it was scary like you yep. hear those things like, uh-huh zzz, you yeah. know and uh, that I I would love to to reclaim that glory. That yeah. was fucking awesome. Oh, that was s- such a good time. Yeah, and, and that, I mean, just the war game aspect of it. It's you awesome. Know? Yeah, yeah.
0: We actually our uh, our wrestling coach ended up having to resign because he used to he used to play dodgeball with all the kids, and you know he'd get really into it. He was like it was like a big thing. We'd play dodgeball in high school even, mm-hmm. and I just remember people just getting decimated because like, a lot of kids in my class. I, I did an advanced PE, I guess what it is. Huh. It's, it's called. Uh, ops class I guess it's like an uh-huh. you know, advanced like physical whatever so we would, like it was, it was like more than just like going and stretching and you mm-hmm. know whatever you do in normal PE mm-hmm. but we'd always play uh, dodgeball but it was awesome because the, the wrestling coach who like I think he wrestled for the Golden Ghost he's like a legendary wrestler and yeah he ended up beaming one of the kids in the face I think he broke his nose or oh, kid got a super bloody nose he sued the school like, oh, the whole thing come on. so he had to like step down it was such a fucked up deal actually the kid ruined it for everybody we had no more dodgeball after that Oh man. Motherfucker. I I forget who the kid was. God damn him. If he hears this, fuck you. Fuck
1: you, dude. (laughs) Ruined fucking dodgeball for everyone.
0: God damn you.
1: Oh man. What did he go home and tell his parents?
0: I think the parents were, it's
1: probably more the parents. parents. You know what I mean? The parents were probably like, you know what? This is it. Dude, my parents would have been like, you should have caught it. Yeah. (laughs) God damn it, Kyle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're out.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Sit down. Yeah. But yeah, no, I've been thinking a lot about just doing dodgeball league, which I think would be pretty fun. That would be cool.
1: Yeah, I've been thinking of um, things that can kind of simulate those experiences that we really need to have on a on a uh, on a very deep kind of primal level. And I've thought about how humans were nomadic, and maybe just the sometimes just the feeling of walking through the woods is very cathartic. And I feel like I need it if I don't do it for a while. Yeah. Um, like, I went out yesterday after work. I was just like, dude, it's been, like, it's been a couple weeks. Like, I need to get the fuck out. And like, Where do you go? Uh, yesterday, I went to Long Pond, okay. the Green Belt Trail. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, no phone, no, no shit. Just go hear the, the things, look at everything, bring some binoculars. Smell. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and really just be aware of everything and 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 then kind of notice what you're thinking of and let it pass and it's really i've found it to be very useful to yeah. like recenter myself mm-hmm. and i think that would be cool to do with groups of people i i, I don't know exactly how i would want to do it but i've the kind of idea is just that you know you go what you meet up at a starting point and you go and you can talk or not talk and it really wouldn't have a lot of structure to it um but it would be a very long and difficult you know like a a a few hour long hike and uh you know just and people could leave whenever the fuck they want they don't have to do the whole thing and um are these I, our, are are these our, our bird-watching years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Well, man, I do love like I, I bring That's my a western canary. I, I bring my binoculars out and I look at shit and I don't know what it is. You know, I'm not like cataloging it or anything. Well, there's a lot of weird shit here. There's a lot of great how about the birds bugs out here? How about oh, the it, bugs? It's it's a very strange place.
0: The bugs out here are crazy. Okay, first of all, like I you know. What if bugs were like? Just imagine an ant, for example, was the size of like a dog, like a Labrador. This Earth probably wouldn't even look the same. Yeah. But some of the bugs that are here are straight out of like horror films.
1: Yeah. Like crazy colors. Yeah. Uh, I I got one of those giant beetles in my boot. I put my shoe on and I felt something. Black ones. Yeah. With the horn. Yeah. And I felt something. By the way, it it did. It bit my small toe and I pulled my foot out. I was like, what the fuck? And I I mean it was like you know the size of a, of a 50 cent piece or something yeah no, they're huge like, for, is this Australia or no, something no like, like for the
0: camera you can think they're literally like this big they're massive and they're horned beetles they yeah. look like something from Africa yeah and it's totally. uh, this big beak horn thing uh-huh. on it but yeah I like, had one I was like holding my hands I was like oh yeah I'm a big time bug guy all of a sudden yeah, like, <laughs> let him crawl around on me I like, saw a guy on Instagram I forget what Instagram he has but it's like I forget the name, but he's always like, oh, got these like big moths and praying mantis. And I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, no. girls looking at this thing. All of a sudden I was like, yeah! Oh, <laughs> my... oh dude, it bit me so hard, like drew blood even. Really? I was like, this motherfucker. Yeah. And then so like, I kinda of flung him off and I was like, alright, I'm gonna let him live. I'm not gonna kill yeah, him. But yeah, like, dude, yeah. that fucking thing.
1: It's so yeah, I try not to kill bugs. Like, you know. Like, I, I, I'm I in their space as much as they're in my space. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to sound like a hippie or anything. Sometimes I just fucking kill them. Like, it depends on the day, really, yeah. honestly. Yeah. But, uh like, yesterday there, there was a. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's so honest. It's there like sometimes a... you're
1: like, yeah, let me go capture this little mob. Seriously. Let him go. That's... Gonna... Other times you're just like. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like, fuck <laughs> yeah. you. I had a rough day, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> this is going to get uh, my aggression out today. Yeah, totally. And um, I have
0: one flying right. Oh, no, it's not a bug. It's <laughs> like, like a something. What is that? It's an orb. <laughs> Been <laughs> infiltrated. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's your great great grandmother. Yeah. Um. So I uh. Yeah. Like yesterday we were watching TV and Chris, uh, my my wife, uh, saw one and she's like, "Go kill that!" And I was like, "I'm not gonna kill it." <laughs> <laughs> like acting all high and mighty and like I walked up and I grabbed it and I tried to put it out the window and it just flew back to the yeah.
0: TV. Was, was like, it a Katie did, did? one of those green them. things?
1: No, it was just a regular little tiny moth. You oh, know, yeah. like when you smash them, they turn to ash. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you just obliterate them. <laughs> Um, you know, and and it came back, and then I was like, God, f- I'm, t- I'm trying to do you a favor. Yeah, Ian. come on, you know, like I'm really, I'm trying not to kill you. Yeah, like just, just help me out on this. Yeah, and then I got it outside, and I felt, I felt great about myself for five minutes, and you know, whatever. <laughs> but, Yeah, there, it, it, we live in Springs, and they're like, it, it, it's in the woods. Like there's a 36 acre preserve behind us, right? And it's like we had. Uh, we've had a tick problem. We had a bunch of ticks everywhere and on the dogs I, and stuff before like... we got the spraying and all that shit done, which I was against initially. And then I was like, once I had a tick infestation, I was just like, okay, fucking let's napalm these motherfuckers. You it's, know? it's
0: crazy. I, I, for people that are listening across the country, I mean, it, you know, ticks exist everywhere a little bit. Mm-hmm, but. um mm-hmm. Not like here. No, There's a yeah. full... In Ohio, like, they don't have them
1: really. In no. southern Ohio, they have them a little bit, but not with lime.
0: No, not with lime, and not to like where you get these like little nymphs. Like I've I've gone through the forest, like just walking on the trail, and you get them on your legs, and they'll be. Thousands. The the size Thousands. of a grain of sand. Even smaller. Yeah. yeah like the head of a needle. Yeah. Like they're, they're almost mm-hmm. like invisible to your eye and they're crawling all over you. And they bite you. And then they, they can bite still you bite you and, and dig in there. Yep. And, and yeah. And, and they burrow and they, and they carry Lyme's disease. I actually know somebody that, is, that has passed away from Lyme's disease really? from a tick. Holy shit. Um, I know another guy that is now paralyzed who is like a mm. prominent artist and. Um, and yeah it's been having a terrible it's time serious with that. man it's it's not a joke and so for other people in the in the country like yes out here on the east coast uh, or eastern Long Island even more so you know there's lots of theories of like how this tick mm. and mm-hmm. infiltration the has conspiracy happened theories. you know how the, the deer have escaped from Plum Island and it was like a weapon of warfare let's say lab 257 yeah exactly yeah. and you know but the
1: yeah. one of the biggest carriers are birds yeah and, well that's I think that's what they thought they, they so, said they the birds landed on Plum Island and but
0: let's talk around. about you know birds go everywhere you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's really weird because like I was like was thinking about that. I was like, yeah, so it, it is showing up in other places. They mm-hmm. are finding it in in other parts of the country. Like I think in Colorado even, which is terrifying because yeah. like those places seem so untouched. But mm-hmm. you know, why is it not? infiltrating it seems like it's so concentrated here yeah it really is it, it's, it's so heavily concentrated i mean we my dog one time came in and it lo- i thought she she had blueberries like, stuck to her and dude. then they were ticks it was disgusting yeah. oh my god you've never been you've never felt so violated yeah and yeah. then you know
1: then you, it's like real parasites man yeah
0: it, i've been sleeping before and all of a sudden you just like feel something and you're like oh in my armpit and you yeah, go in there and uh-huh. you like, can't even get it off yeah they go to the warmth yeah the warm and you, places. it's like <laughs> it's terrifying you know so like there's like a big problem with the ticks out here well it wouldn't
1: be terrifying if it wasn't for Lyme you know like if it wasn't for the fact that like how about the Lone Star Tick well that's what I mean you know the Lone Star Tick uh, let's see uh, my my parents friend who's a realtor out here she got Bell's palsy because of it like she can't eat red meat anymore Yeah fucking half of her face like stroked out that's insane from a fucking tick dude like a thing that you can't really avoid unless you don't go outside yeah like and uh, clearly you and people like me like we go outside yeah (laughs) like and then it's like, if you want be damned, like, yeah. you know, you got to just have to, you just have to deal with it. Like Ugh. there's no, it's, it's crazy to me that there's no huge push to try to figure out this fucking disease. Like it's, they, they can't figure out a vaccine for it. Like there used to be one dude, and then it mm. turned out it gave people Lyme and it was worse. And then, uh, now there's one for dogs. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be on the focal point of of it's not things on anyone's to, radar. It doesn't seem. Why? I don't know. Because not a lot of people are outside anymore or something. Uh, well, it's <laughs> what's know? crazy. It's like a lot of
0: people that, I, that if I'm like meeting for a site pro, like a project to, like, you know, I'll be walking a site to go look at, you know, clearing mm-hmm. or you know, doing new site development for development of a, a new home and I'll show up with somebody and they will be putting off spray all over them. This uh, this one person I met up with a few times this year. Every single time I've, I've seen them, they are putting off all over their fucking body, right on their bare skin, mm. on their face as if it's, it's sunscreen. Oh, dude. I'm like, what <laughs> in the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, first of all, I don't even know if off is yeah. Yeah, seriously, it's like it might as well be almost be his breath spray because yeah. it's like, yeah, he's this. Uh, it just it scares me. So I was like, well, hey, you know, I'm not trying to like say anything, but uh, this seems a little crazy. Every time I've seen you, you've been putting off on you. He's like, I put it on every day.
1: That's, Every day. That's that's like too far of a response. And know, people
0: that's... are, you know, people are putting like permethrin on, like permethrin sprays, and you know, anytime you have to like put a spray on to go out in the forest, that just really that takes away from the whole fucking experience. Yeah, and I don't.
1: I mean, I just get bit. Yeah, um, or I try, just check you try to notice though. If, 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 they say as long as you don't have them on for more than twenty four hours, it is a pretty low chance of getting yeah. Lyme. Yeah. Um, so yeah you just have to be aware and check check yourself and, yeah. and you can feel them man when they bite you like I'm you know unless they are crawling on you in your sleep and they bite you when you're sleeping yeah. like you, you fucking know when, when one bites you, you know, and you can feel it
0: I, I actually learned a, a couple interesting things from this woman that's like a tick expert I guess but you know a lot of people if you are local out here and you do come visit here let's say um, one of the things that like a lot of people commonly mistake when they go to pull them off themselves is they use their fingertips oh, and yeah. what you end up doing is you actually end up like squeezing the all blood, that right? blood right yeah. back Back into your bloodstream, so you're like literally directing yeah. the enzyme into yourself. So I really encourage you to use some tweezers uh-huh. or a tick removing like little bit.
1: Yeah, I used to have one on my dog on the collar. On the collar. Yeah, yep. yeah, those things are fucking invaluable. Yeah, like it's just like I know. It, it kind of scoops them from yep. the bottom. Totally. And, and then 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 you know people will, will you know be too hard with it and, and the head gets and stuck heck, in. Yeah, oh, yeah, Dude, I know. <sighs> yeah so ticks are a real big problem out here and the
0: bugs are just so bizarre in themselves i mean there's just so many different weird species of of different types of bugs i'm fascinated by them honestly well
1: after we had the tick problem uh, with my dogs getting covered by the nymphs and stuff, yeah. Um, we had a flea problem oh, after no. that, God. dude. Like I, I'm like, you can't exist Warfare. outside here, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's what it is. That's what it's always been. Is yep. You're you're at war with nature, like not in the sense that you want to destroy nature, but I mean, nature in a way is trying to destroy you, yeah, like for sure. just as much as you know anything else. Mostly. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So and you're and we build houses to try to fucking defend ourselves from that shit. Yeah. We wear clothes, you know, for that reason. So. Yeah. Um... Imagine living in Alaska with, like, the mosquitoes up there. you got to, like, wear, like, oh, a Jesus. net. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> man. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm not interested in that program. Or, like, I mean, I think Australia is pretty notorious for having the gnarliest bugs out there. Ugh. You know, they've got, like, yeah. like, spiders that eat birds and shit. Yeah, yeah. Dude, no, thank like, you. No, thank like, you. Me. I, I mean, I'm not really afraid of spiders, but, like, have you seen, like, the Iraqi, like, camel, camel spiders? Yeah. Jesus Christ, Yeah, dude. my friend sent me a picture of one over in Iraq, and yeah. I was like... They, like, fight them with scorpions yeah. and shit, yeah. and, like, yeah. bed on it. Yeah. Like, it's, like <laughs> <cock fighting.
0: laughs> It's like T- yeah. <laughs> They're that's, like, oh, Camel Spider amazing. versus Scorpion. Yeah. But that's no, what
1: YouTube mean, is made for, man. Oh, <laughs> the things you can get into on YouTube I are know. just for never ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why even have cable? Yeah. Business? Oh my god, I know. Yeah, it's my number one source of entertainment for one, sure. That's all I really watch. Right? I watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah, and we're the same age and so in, in a similar demographic, yeah. so that makes sense. Yeah. I wonder if that's I. You know, a lot of people I talk to aren't like that though. Like a lot of people, like I have I have tons of playlists and my watch later list is all like that. three thousand videos. Yeah. You know, long
0: yeah. right now. I, I'm never gonna finish it. Yeah. To- I mean, it's funny because people are like, "Yeah, you really watch a lot of YouTube, huh?" And I'm like. I mean yeah if I'm going to watch something I'm going to watch YouTube. I, you can I watch, watch exactly what
1: you want to watch. Totally.
0: I used to watch a lot of uh, Red Bull TV. Oh from, yeah. When it was, yeah, there's a lot of Apple. extreme
1: sports shit. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of like action sports and yeah. things like that. But yeah. it's,
0: you know, it's like a lot of cliff diving too It's like you know, how much can you <laughs> really watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean there's
1: like there's probably like 20 different things you can watch on that, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. and that, so I I definitely like that but I mean I I like watching other podcasts even like I even like Impulsive with Logan Paul. I've never seen it. It's great. And then yeah. like there's like spinoffs of that, like the, the the Night Shift. I
1: mean, just like just like that entertainment, like how people are producing their shows, how mm-hmm. they're doing things. It's it's, it's cool, a, man. It's yeah, inspiring. yeah. Original like content creators, yeah. like they've got. It's cool because at at most of the level that you see on YouTube, there's not any. Um, like corporate directive or yep. any kind of bias or any kind I mean there's bias but there's not not like a a secret you know kind of thing behind it like like an agenda like how I don't know. every major corporate well, you know, I television station you know
0: for sure not to the same level for sure yeah. but I will say like after the debate just happened which uh, that was what, what the actual fuck Jesus Christ um right after that That's every single <laughs> clip it that I had like on news like trending now news uh-huh. every single one was like was favored towards like how Trump was, you know, powering over this conversation and like kind of like and Biden was, you know, just trying to be, you know, was just was just basically retract was basically like on the defense and hmm. it was it was kind of my whole feed was kind of curated more towards like that Trump was the 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 bigot of the of the conversation, which was the bigot
1: of, of the conversation, yeah, like okay. he, like he was uh-huh. like, he
0: was the one that was like the aggressor and the, yeah, and, and well, in a that, lot of ways yeah. he was for sure, uh-huh. and but it was curated to where it was like it wasn't like you know there was anything from Biden's side as well, it was like every single thing was like negative Trump on my YouTube, uh, and so well I, there, I, huh, that's interesting, it wasn't it wasn't dual sided, it wasn't well, like,
1: I mean that's I mean uh, so YouTube does push the mainstream networks now. Like and that'll go to the top of your feed. And don't get me twisted. Regardless of your algorithm.
0: Don't get me twisted. I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not I'm not anything supporter at this point, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? What are we even watching? It's like a family guy episode. Oh it's it's
1: bread and circuses. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so it's like you know
1: anyone who takes it seriously is is buying into it, yeah, it too much yeah. like you can't take that seriously this has exposed
0: seriously. it so much more I mean just even this last year of time it's just exposed all of that like of, of the puppeteering that's just
1: yeah it, well what's interesting with Trump for me is uh, you know wow. I guess I would be considered like a lifelong progressive Yeah. and like, like in high school I got arrested at the school of the Americas at a protest, um, for, you know, protesting against the SOA and WINSEC and like all of the bullshit, you know, um, training that they do. They, they bring dudes up to essentially train as mercenaries to send back down to South America Mm -hmm. to do the bidding of the United States. And it's very imperialist and I don't agree with any of that shit. Um, and uh you know i i was like you know during um during uh george w bush's years you know i was very always against the war and i was like fuck the troops don't support the troops you know fuck that and you know playing in punk bands and you know just that that very linear line of thinking and and then trump got elected and i didn't think he would because i didn't think I didn't think elections were real. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I really was like, oh, they're not going to let him win. That's what what I thought. The fuck? And then he won. Yeah. So then I was like, well, is he controlled opposition? Yeah. Is this real? Like, is he real? Like, is he actually an outsider? Yeah. Or is, you know, is this, is he part of the establishment that, you know, they just put in there to say, hey, this is who you can rally against now. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I still, you know, I'll never know. But I did see a very, like, the, what's interesting to me about it is how as soon as he got elected or as soon as he really started gaining steam and and it looked like he was, he had a chance, how every mainstream network turned against him. Yep. I mean, 100% across fucking propaganda mm-hmm. against him across the board, except from Fox News, um, which... Even still. And I, I've always been like, fuck Fox News, right. you know, right? Yeah. And, and and so it, it confused me because for years I was like watching those same networks prop up George W. Bush and the war in Iraq and lie about WMDs and yeah. lie about all the shit and all the corruption and then watch the same thing happen during Obama. And he, you know, he didn't close Guantanamo. He fucking, uh, you know, the Fast and, the, the fast and Furious. Uh, um, it doesn't even seem like it was Bosch. It seems like it was an intentional thing to, you know, give arms to cartels. Um, right. And and they all held him up as, like, this amazing president. And and then Trump got elected or, and started gaining steam or whatever and then got elected. And they were just against him from the beginning, like, 100%. And I, it just confused me because I was like, well... Oh, who the fuck owns these companies that are doing this? Right. Like, you know, they, they propped up war criminals mm-hmm. for fucking years. Like right. the entire time I've been paying attention to politics, they were the, they were like a branch of the government, right? Like that, like mainstream media was a branch with the side. Yeah. They were, they yeah. were propaganda peddlers. And so I don't know. The whole fucking thing is confusing to me. Like, I, I don't. I don't get it i don't understand like why they didn't just side with him as soon as he became elected you know and it it, to me that's that makes it seem like he actually was an outsider that he's not part of the political class that's allowed to be in charge right and and he just had the fuck you money to buy his way in yeah i don't know man It, it was very confusing though and very like hard for me to wrap my head around because i thought things were a certain way like right. i really thought like uh, whoever the president is the media is going to support and, right. and then we have to support because we're fed propaganda and but then like they just turned against it and and then it became like kind of the mainstream thing was to hate the president like right. that's that's really that's the the consensus is that trump is an asshole yeah and he's a you know racist and all this shit and um it's very confusing. It's yeah. just confusing. I don't I understand it. Yeah. I, and and I, I don't know how the election is going to turn out. And I, I hate both of them. Yeah. I, I hate establishment politicians. I hate Trump. But Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, man, they're both assholes too. Yeah. Like, you know, Joe Biden didn't do shit for this country, f- you know, the whole time he, he has held office. And Kamala Harris didn't do anything but fuck people over and, and put people in jail for minor drug offenses. And People really want to overlook that fact. Yeah, well, because they're so, it's, this, this, it's so like, oh, well, fuck Trump. So whoever else,
0: like. Well, it's like this whole privatized prison situation that we have in this country is one of the most upsetting things I've seen like, yeah, in a long time. of
1: all the things to privatize, you know, what the you're going to like, don't privatize schools, you know, privatize prisons. It's crazy. It's really crazy. I mean, it's. It, it, fuck, yeah, to be I, able like, to profit off of enslaving people, essentially. It,
0: look, we're all yeah. parroting information. Like, you know, we none of us know a fucking thing. You know, we, mm-hmm. we think we know something, but we're all getting it from a thing that's in our pocket, our phone, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. on our TV, and we don't really know what the fuck is actually going on. So, of course, it's going to be confusing, but it's mm-hmm. it's it, this has highlighted a lot of confusion for people because, yeah, it's like I think all ultimately a lot of us want to live in harmony. We want to live in peace, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's also – there is like a darkness that exists in this world. There mm-hmm. are like dark things that are happening, and so – you know and a lot of those things are happening right in front of our face we can see and it's
1: that's i don't know that's to me like one of the biggest It's such a shame things. too cuz we're in such a great position to really make things awesome for everyone.
0: Well, and i think that this it, back to silver lining things which i know is annoying but like you know this is highlighting so many things that it's like making us aware of like where where we need to grow and it, there's no comfort in growth. Mm-hmm. growth is never comfortable mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. have to say I feel like the country was pretty sna- like stagnant like the like past few like yeah. years yeah. you know yeah. and like if, if this is what it takes for us to fucking wake up and be like hey we have conversations to have let's mm-hmm. have these conversations I can say in my own life there are times when I don't have that uncomfortable conversation and it's so important to do mm-hmm. because that's the only way you fucking grow is if you have that uncomfortable conversation you hear people's side you listen to where they're coming from and you evoke change not only with you and yourself singularly which is obviously what we're we're all supposed to be doing but as a collective as a community you know and that's like that is one thing i do love about new york is it's like people do come together mm-hmm. you know in all these different regards like mm-hmm. you know i talked to people about when 9-11 had happened and you know that's that's like the common theme of of the camaraderie that did happen of this travesty mm-hmm. you know and same thing like even i know it wasn't completely crazy but it was definitely something that happened on long island but you know hurricane sandy even you know people mm-hmm. i had lots of friends going and getting yeah. people water and and helping people yeah, out i and, saw
1: like uh, restaurants had uh, extension cords for people to charge yeah. their phone and shit yeah and you know yeah. it's
0: just like if people start to come together it's like okay well how can i help one another or how can we help one another it
1: sucks that that shit goes away after like two weeks though it it's does. like they call it, it, really it you know, the hedonic treadmill yeah. where, where it's like yeah no matter how good or bad something yeah. gets you're gonna get back to that base level yeah and uh, I mean, that's I mean, after after shit calmed down with COVID, I mean, people were so nice during COVID, mm-hmm. like during the height of it in March, and then once we hit kind of uh june once around it got, june once it got a little long i started getting into fights with people at the post office again yeah. <laughs> you know like <laughs> it was like people were just back to normal like yeah. you know once once you're not faced with the you know the prospect of your own mortality like all of a sudden you can forget that uh life is short yeah
0: you know i think that i, I agree with that i mean it it's, I think that that baseline is 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 rising. I mean, it feels like it's low right now, mm-hmm. and, but I think that there is like a big collection of consciousness that is shifting right now. That and and that's just my sense. Yeah, that's not, that's not yeah, even talking to somebody that. about Mercury being in retrograde or yeah. anything like that. It's about I just feel it amongst people that I talk to and that I meet. There's like a there's like a collective of like yes, this is fucked up, mm-hmm. and yes, this does need to change, and it's all coming from a place of love, and people actually want to be better. Of course, there's these fucking terrible people out here that are that are realizing that they are, have racist qualities that are full-blown racist. Mm-hmm. There's every end of the spectrum, as far as you can imagine, of, of bullshit that's going on, but it's great that we're having the fucking conversation. Well, the thing that's
1: worrying me about it that I don't think is as... Um That I that I'm not as optimistic about in that sense Mm -hmm. is the I think a lot of people right now really are having that conversation because mainstream media is telling them to have that conversation and like this is the conversation we need to have like this is you know there's an epidemic of racism in this country and like you know uh, Hitler is our president and shit like that and I'm just like you know there are bad things going on but like. You need to recognize what they are in your own life. Like, don't let fucking, you know, this corporate propaganda peddling piece of shit tell you what's wrong with your life. Right. Like, that, to me, isn't really getting a hold of the, the true problem. Right. You know? Because people are not looking inward. You know? They're not... No one is spiritual. I mean, you know, people fucking do yoga and shit and, like, put it on Instagram. <laughs> like, that's not real, man. That's yeah. not, like... That's not... Anything that's public like that, I don't buy. Right. You know, and with social media, every fucking thing is public. Yeah. And I, I just, there's something that is corrupted when you're virtuous and then you're public about it. Like mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's it's an old, um. There's like a concept in Christianity that's about not praying in public because it, it the idea is that it corrupts it. It's like you're not doing it to do it you know you're, you're doing, doing it, it. to sh- put on a show for everyone right and um, I-, I think man everyone's kind of stuck in that mindset like everyone's addicted to social media because of how it makes us feel and you know it makes us feel connected and then it pulls us more apart and but we really think that we're more connected but then we go to bed and we actually feel way less connected than than you know we thought we were and and then you need more social media and it just pushes you further and further apart and then the algorithms kick in and really reinforce your thinking and make you think that this group sucks and this group is awesome and the it's it's to assign with one side of anything is always a little slippery for me. That's what,
0: it's, it's been tough for me to, like, get into sports, honestly, in that regard. Because it's like, uh, I don't know. For one, I don't know. The sports aren't generally that exciting to me. I like action mm-hmm. sports. But mm-hmm. also, this like, the concept of that is, like, that's part of the program. It's, like, to be on a side, to pick a thing. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I think... I don't know. Well, that's a I, simulation.
1: I, that's a simulation of of sure. the tribalism that we all experienced when we were literally, you know, tribes. Right. <laughs> you know?
0: But I but I do think that you know, there, it, even by people just you know posting the things that they're doing, um, I think that, yes, I see what you're saying. I, I and I agree with it in a sense, but I do also know people that. Will pick up off of those people that they think that they uh, us, like that they attach to on on an Instagram or mm-hmm. uh, whatever it may be YouTube someone that they follow and they're not posting it all the time they're just well this person's doing it and so it invokes them to do it it kind of like, inspires it, people. inspires people yeah. to actually get up and do it and create a nice backdrop and mm-hmm. and I think that there's something subsequently it's like mimicry though. It is for sure, but there's a lot of monkey see the monkey do that can be good for people because mm-hmm. you at least you're giving yourself that moment. And a lot of times people aren't just always, you know, then those people aren't always, you know, Instagramming it themselves and then putting it back on. And a lot of times, even if they are, I mean, I got to say that's better time spent than fucking not doing that. You know, in mm-hmm. some regard, and I think that a lot of people—it's—I think we're we're learning the dance of social media and
1: what it and yeah. how it affects us. And it's weird. It it's is really weird. weird. But it's because a lot of times it's difficult to make something if you have the intention of posting it on social media for without sure. that thought corrupting the process.
0: It. I think it takes. Right?
1: I think I, I do. I 100
0: percent agree, and I think I've even squabbled. You think with
1: that. in the back of your head, like, oh man, this is gonna look really good on like, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're curating a thing. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And that that can fuck up the whole artistic process it of whatever can, you're doing.
0: It can. But it can also it can also highlight it. It kind of keeps you honest a little bit because you're looking at the viewing aspect. You want the view of it to be a certain way. And you're mm-hmm. trying to curate. You're trying to curate
1: something good, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And I think people are. And I think, but a lot of people need reinforcement for that far, medium, like for that specific medium, and, yeah. and to hit a certain look. And and, and it depends on like what we're because I think we we could split hairs on this. Like sure. I think that we, you know,
0: yes, you can definitely jizz in the soup of the creation <laughs> and, and and ruin it by mm-hmm. by doing it in su- in such a way. If you're trying to curate bullshit, mm-hmm. but if you let's just say you're you're curating, you know. Uh, your yoga routine or what have you it's like you're creating something with a nice backdrop you're trying to have a good message although it's tough for me to take messages from people that maybe aren't really living the message but ultimately as far as like getting out moving your body creating you know flow and at least having some sort of form of creation I think Mm -hmm. is ultimately I think we'll, we will start to see that it is actually probably better for us than we actually think. Because you are creating something, you're keeping yourself accountable. <clears throat> a lot of people are keeping themselves accountable by being online because yeah, they know that they true. have a following. And mm-hmm. so they're like, well, I have to wake up today and I have to meet the sun and I have to like give thanks to all these different things. And, well, and that, that's, know, that's
1: interesting that you say give thanks because I, I have seen, I've started to see social media as a kind of communal. Expression of gratitude because people really do post the things that they're thankful even if you don't, for.
0: Even if you don't think of, even if you're not being super grateful, mm-hmm. just speaking those words out every day and asking everybody, "Hey, what are you grateful for today?" Mm-hmm. And, and even if it is a whole charade that they're putting on. I think that it's probably invoking more good change on people than, and, and probably on themselves. When you're when you're parroting your own information and, and it happens to be a good message, even if you're not on that vibration, you're subsequently kind of putting yourself in that vibration a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah, and you might be um, exposing someone to that idea that really does believe in it.
0: You're re- reinforcing it to yourself, but I also see the other side. There's some slippery bullshit that happens where people, when they're when your motive is to be insta famous. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't identify with that at all. I don't. I, it's hard for me to acknowledge that. I just
1: that. know so many people that cultivate a very specific persona, yeah. and that's not who they really are. Right? Yeah, and and maybe they're just bad at getting their true persona out online. You know, maybe they're just not. Or maybe they're uncomfortable with it, you know, like it's, it 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 seems dishonest. Yeah. It it, It, it takes a lot of courage to put your real self out there. To be honest, it's like, well, and it's hard to even know what your real self is. You know, I mean, a lot of people are figuring that shit out right now. I think
0: I've, I've talked to people right now that one of my good friends, he's 47 years old. He's like, I'm realizing I have so much shit that is like still attached to me from my childhood Mm -hmm. and he's just now figuring this out Mm -hmm. you know so i think a lot of people when you when you open your mind to being in that space and you allow yourself to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and to actually start to transcend through some of the shit that you've lived through um it's it's a really it's like it's a valid effort honestly because you're you're really having to like really process a lot and a lot of people don't want to face that shit Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people don't want to face the the adversity that they already went through they want to kind of like become complacent and but a lot of people also too, like I said, like my the point that I was really trying to make is that I really see people making an effort actually. I see you guys out there. I see people trying to actually make a fucking effort in their life to try to be better, um, to try to get creative, to move and shake and pivot. Obviously, I see the other side of the coin, but I think the highlight should be on the people that are trying to be better, whether or mm-hmm. not it is bullshit. Like you're, you're emphasizing a, an aspect to yourself that is that is real. That's going to become real whether you want it or not. Now, if you are emphasizing, oh, I'm into dark magic and mm. so on and so forth, then you're probably going to start emphasizing more things like that. And you're going to start attracting more things like that. But mm-hmm. ultimately, I think at the end
1: of the day, I see a lot of people really trying to do good for themselves. Do you think social media is a net positive on humanity?
0: Ultimately, in the long run, yes. Yeah.
1: Do you see it as art? Yes. Huh. Yep, I do. Yeah. yeah, the whole thing.
0: I think, yeah, I do. Yeah. I 100% do because I yeah. think... We're in a toilsome like moment with it, mm. and like like anything that we've had, it's always been that way. And you know, people th- want to think that things aren't natural and it's not natural projection. Well, clearly it is because it's here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe it does go away and and we go. But, you know, it's really romantic to think about a society of living in the forest with your flannel shirt and fishing for your food and growing your own food. But there's a reason why we have society now, mm-hmm. because that shit was fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a garden and that thing is overrun with weeds right now mm-hmm. because my life's too busy. Right. You know, it's not actually because of that. So it's It hasn't become my priority because yeah, I can yeah. get food. You know, it's and, and there's we can go on every single conversation about even just going to the supermarket you can't even I, I go there now and it's like I can barely even buy food from there because there's nothing really even edible right 98% yeah, of stores. yeah 98% of the store is unedible yeah. for, for me personally yeah if
1: you're trying to avoid sugar yeah. walk through a fucking grocery store it's useless so I, I totally I, I actually wanted to ask you about sugar a little
0: bit yeah um obviously in your business oh. sugar is an aspect, but like in this community that we live in, I started like totally. No, changed, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I think we,
1: we covered that pretty well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we could go on for every, yeah. every yeah. aspect of like all of those things, because I think we aligned similarly on, mm-hmm. on some of those. But I, I think that, you know, sugar for me has like been something that, uh, I think is obviously like a big conversation for people, people, there's so many Netflix documentaries and YouTube documentaries and people are talking about sugar and, um, and sugar's kind of become enemy number one for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I'm curious as to you know like how you mitigate that in like your business of you know obviously donuts are mm-hmm. are donuts yeah at the end of the day and how does that what is your response to like what do you like what do people like in that regard and do you have options for people that are that are against sugar, let's say, or what's your stance? No, I
1: don't. Um, I I mean, I sell caffeine and sugar. I'm a a legal drug dealer, you know. (laughs) I know I am. (laughs) Like, it is what it is, you know. But, um, you know, people are addicted to sugar and people are addicted to caffeine and and to their own routines, especially. Right, um, there's that. Yeah, but I don't think... um, you know, we're not taking advantage of anyone. You know, people are free to. It's you know, it's a free. We have free will. Yeah, yeah, and we have free will, and um, you know, this is a treat. It's, and it should be seen as that. And I think it is. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't have any customers. I mean, here at least, you know, yeah. I don't have any customers that are like, oh my, well, I did actually, there was one guy that used to come in all the time. He was a, he was a day trader.
0: <laughs> I knew there'd be one. Yeah. He was yes. a day trader and
1: he would come in at like six in the morning. As soon as we open, he would get, he, and he was like a chatty dude. Like we all got along yeah. and he would sit there with a half dozen box and he would get mostly um, the filled ones like a Boston cream like yeah. the, just the fattest ones and he would sit there and just plow like four of them yeah. while he was talking to us yeah. and he was a big dude too like he he was probably like somewhere around six five like he's really really tall and he started getting a gut man after like a year of coming in and then he just he hasn't been back since really like I see him out in town and stuff and you know we still talk and we're still <laughs> yeah. friendly but like He's like, yeah, man, I can't even go in there. I'm like, yeah. hey, man, you know how you, you work. Yeah, <laughs> you know, good for you. You have an issue with donuts.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: totally. Like, he has no self control when it yeah. comes to eating, and yeah. if it's in front of him, he'll fucking eat it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I I do like, I I don't really eat the donuts. Like every now and then, you know, like especially when one is fresh out of the fryer. And yeah, it's like still really hot it's like so good dude like the the glazed donuts when they're warm you're not even eating them you're like drinking them like it's (laughs) like i swear to god like it, it. they're just so soft and they're like hardly even solid it's it's amazing um but I think it's... They're it, really special, for sure. And there's a there's a very um, developed complexity, you know, with our, our rising process and stuff. Right. And they're made with fresh yeast. And it's based off of a brioche dough, so they're very, very buttery. And, and they're decadent, man. And you can't really... I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to eat more than two if yeah, I tried, yeah. you know. Um, you know, but... Not everyone comes in for the donuts and you know we do the coffee really well and people are you know really into that and we have all the different you know we don't have like um the chemical sweeteners but we have like stevia and um and yeah out here it's weird it's like people people wanna think that they you know are against something like yeah. you know we we my biggest um like war was with the fucking the straws you know cuz we're mm-hmm. surrounded by water so like you know, that, that, um, turtle video went viral and all of a sudden everyone hated plastic straws. Right. Like I've had people walk into the shop, see that we have a plastic, you know, uh, cold brew cup Yeah. and uh, we don't use straws anymore. We got, we found a little sippy lid just so everyone's aware. Um, <laughs> and so we don't give straws out anymore, but we tried to do the, the, the paper straws and they just dissolve and yeah. no one oh, likes shit. those. And, but then the people that, want straws are, like, usually women that have, um, that don't want their teeth to be stained right. with coffee. Mm-hmm. So, um... As I do that, I like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's been an issue, but, like, I, I have people come in, and they're like, oh, you have plastic, and they walk out and get into a fucking Land Rover that's 90% plastic and just eight <laughs> miles to the gallon yeah. and fucking drive down the street. So, fuck you. Like, pick your battle, man. Yeah. And... Like, I'm sure, like I, like when I save the moth, I'm sure you feel great about yourself right now for like winning that little easily fought battle, but, uh, I don't buy it. And I mean, I, but I do try to, um, you know, do what I can to, uh, you know, mitigate that kind of, uh, experience for someone. I mean, mostly for us, like I don't want those people coming in and complaining. Um, yeah so yeah so like you know we we do what we can and we do what we can to be responsible but we are still a small business you know like it's uh and it's hard out here man like we live on the moon like yeah. the 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 um suppliers like we have to get everything from like the city essentially right and that's not easy yeah. like there's a very limited supply of things that we can offer in the shop yeah and um you know, so that's been kind of weird, navigating that.
0: People don't realize that getting things here, it has to go over a bridge. Yeah, You know, yeah. and it's like there's a fee for everything. Yeah. Just getting, you have to go, we're literally on an island. We're on so, an island, yeah. So it's got
1: to go on a bridge and drive for basically two plus hours to even get to us. Oh, dude, yeah, and getting anything repaired out here mm-hmm. is a fucking nightmare. Any kind of refrigeration repair, oh, or anything like that. And I they can always go out on Labor Day weekend, Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that's always been really uh, <laughs> stressful. Yeah. Um, like on, I think that this, so the first year we were open, I think, um, on, uh, on Memorial Day weekend, uh, our first Memorial Day, my hood just broke. It, did, it just shut down yeah. and, and I couldn't, I can't fry donuts without a hood yeah. or it sets off the fire, uh, the smoke detectors, the right. Ansel system. And, uh, so I just had to not make donuts and... Memorial Day, I just had my staff saying, like, hey, we have no donuts. Sorry, we're a bunch of assholes, yeah. basically. And that was the the first year, you know? Like, that was such a drag. But, like, that kind of shit, like, now now i know like i've got a guy he lives 20 minutes away like yep. he's a local dude that knows how to fix hoods yeah and you know so like we're now we, you've got a you know, decks. oh yeah well, the whole thing i've got a whole uh a board like a core board with all the local repairmen and stuff like arrows this breaks call this guy <laughs> yeah. this breaks calls it yeah um but yeah, as far as like the sugar and stuff um it is very it's 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 I mean it's a choice you know Uh, it's addictive sugar is very addictive you drink the coffee obviously yeah I drink the coffee every every day where do you guys get the beans Uh, from we import them right now like uh, we have we're offering um, three so we have uh, an espresso a light roast and a dark roast And that's what we brew in the shop. And we also have them available in bags and they're all organic. And I import through a a company called New York Royal who holds them in either New York or Florida or New Jersey. And we just get, um, you know, these uh, 150 pound bags of coffee and uh, we roast it in my prep kitchen in Sag Harbor, like on the, on the Sag Harbor turnpike but you were saying um, before it's all organic and yeah it's all organic and uh do you, know, do you know where they're grown yeah the um the espresso is uh from bali uh it's called blue moon it's like you know bali so it's like grown in uh, volcanic soil and it, it it imparts that taste so it's very earthy yeah. it's got like l- kind of a licorice cedar taste yeah. almost it's very earthy like it's awesome like that's what i've been drinking at home cool um and then uh, there's a colombian for the uh light roast and and the reason everyone drinks colombian coffee is because it's kind of like um like south american coffee is very chocolatey and and it's like what you would think of when you think of like an american cup of coffee like very very straightforward chocolate um and colombian coffee because of the elevation does have like a fruitiness that you would normally only find in like an African coffee, mm. um, so it's kind of a, like a hybrid of somewhere between a South American and an African. That's why Colombian coffee is like known throughout the world as being like some of the best coffee. It's yeah. like it's really really interesting coffee, yeah. and so that's our light roast, and um, and then our uh, dark roast. We were using a Brazilian. Because Brazil makes awesome dark roast coffee, but they don't make it. At least with our uh, importer, they just don't have any organic coffee. Like really, none out of Brazil. It's hmm. super weird. So we got um, a Sumatran. We're starting. Actually, we started roasting that today. So we'll see how it goes. Today. Um, yeah, yeah. That's we switched. Funny. We switched over today. Yeah, because we had to run out the bag of the the Brazilian stuff. And, um, and then, you know, I'm messing around with um, blends too. So we don't have anything that we sell in the shop yet, but um, like one that, like I have, I just have like a bunch of coffees at home. And then for when my wife and I wake up, we have coffee together before I go to work. And um, I've been messing around with different blends. So like I got this crazy Ethiopian coffee, it's called Yerga There's a lot of different Yurgachev coffees, but they essentially taste like tea yeah. they're very very light roasted yeah. and um and it's like blueberries and right. you know just very citrusy floral and so you can mix something like the the uh, volcanic tasting, you know, earthy coffee with something like that. Yeah. And then maybe bridge it with like a Colombian and do like, th- uh, you know, a three coffee blend. Gotcha. And it comes out with this amazing complexity that's earthy, but floral. And, yeah. And, and that's really what I'm interested in right now, at, at least with the business. Like yeah. that is like just so cool to mix Mixing me, stuff you know? up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And taking and like, n- like learning the characteristics of, you know, the coffees from different parts of the world yeah. and, and, and kind of cooking with them essentially like figuring out how they're going to play off of each other and and how to come up with something that's really interesting but appeals to a lot of people because like you know coffee nerd world like a lot of the dudes that are really into coffee only drink, like, super light roasts, yeah. that are, you know, that are complex. And, and it's, like, uh, beer nerds, you know, like, yeah. guys that are really into beer. They IPAs. only drink super IPA, yeah. like, super hoppy. That's and my like, brother. Yeah, and, like, the normal, yeah. you know, a normal guy like me is, like, tastes that, and they're like, oh, this is fucking swamp water. When we first yeah. opened, when we only carried four-barrel coffee. They're out, they're out of the West Coast. They're okay. out of uh, San Francisco. And West Coast coffee is very very light, and East Coast coffee, man, people like dark roast yeah. out here, and yeah. and older people like dark roast too. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know why the you know I don't know maybe it th- has maybe the think, weather or something. Or maybe they think you it's know?
0: like more potent, so they're gonna get more. Away yeah,
1: from it. and that's the thing; it's not light roast coffee is actually way more potent really? because you don't cook the caffeine out of it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, light well, roast coffee sense. will really fuck you up. You know, it'll, my it'll...
0: myself included, I literally I'm like oh dark. It's a I'm tired this morning. Dark roast. Yeah, no. Oh, man like so Starbucks like
1: all that shit yeah it's uh it's got way less caffeine in it because it's all burned out of it you that's know? hilarious yeah I never
0: even thought of that I know
1: yeah it's it's very counterintuitive yeah um so that's why a blend is great because mm. then you kind of get the best of both worlds right. you get the full body but then you get the caffeine you right. know um so yeah so like that's where we're at and um so you've, you've kind of like become passionate about coffee here yeah, well, that was, like, the original thing, and then we I wanted to open the coffee shop, and then we had to figure out something to differentiate us from all the other coffee places, and uh, especially in SAG, you know, there's SAG Town, and there's Jack's, and... Um, I mean, even Seven Eleven, 11 Savonies has coffee. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, th- I think there's like eight places in SAG. And SAG is not a big... I mean, the I town know. is not big. It's, it's eight super fucking places to get coffee. It's super competitive.
0: Well, that's... You know, I, I remember like when Starbucks first started like kind of coming around and becoming mm-hmm. like just like a more prominent space. And it was like on every block all of a sudden in... Mm-hmm you know coffee shops are closing down left and right yeah so to even be competitive with like a starbucks which is you know there isn't one in uh sag harbor but there's one in bridge and there's one in Mm -hmm. east hampton
1: Mm -hmm. um which is fucked up because they don't allow chains here
0: that's what i'm saying but but but, but except them
1: well the the reason they because that's technically a local business here because the owner of starbucks has property in east hampton that's why he's allowed to have a Starbucks.
0: Get the fuck out yeah, of Yeah,
1: man. So if like the if the That's owner, why, that's so why the it's owner, all Ralph Lauren and Starbucks. Right. Ralph so, Lauren has a fucking property in Montauk. Right, yeah, no,
0: totally. So what if the owner of Walmart uh, moves in? Yeah,
1: they could, they could come here and open a Walmart, like fucking Get bulldoze that Kmart. Yeah. That's what I say. New Walmart. I, dude, I, I want to start a petition to turn that Kmart into a Target. Like, that That's, would just that would make my better. life way, so complete. That would way be, fucking better. Like, this sounds like such a soccer mom thing to say, why but is it, Jesus Christ. Why is K-Mart? It, Kmart? The Kmart in Cleveland closed 25 years it's ago. Full on, I didn't <laughs> know
0: Kmart was available anymore, and, like, now the only
1: place to, like, go get shit is Kmart. In Bridgehampton, Like Like fucking Next kidding to, like, the, you know, the town over from the most expensive zip code in the whole country. It's so bizarre. You know, are you kidding me? Kmart? Kmart, of all the chain things. It's, and it's not even a good Kmart. It's like, you think, like, oh, Martha Stewart lives out here, maybe, she, you know, she's got stock in Kmart. Kmart, maybe it'd yeah. be awesome. Maybe mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's the last Kmart. It's yeah. like like having the last Blockbuster or something, you know? Yeah. Like, dude, no, it sucks. It's just like Kmart. All the Kmart's that closed, and, and no one like I worked at Kmart when I moved out here, actually. What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, when I, when I yeah. <laughs> when I first moved out here, because like I didn't know anyone or yeah. have any money or anything, and I just I needed a job, so I got a job so at Kmart. So from
0: Kmart to owning Grindstone, <laughs> und- are you f- yeah. fucking kidding me? Yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I what like, did you do there? I well, I started I was a cashier I got job a job you know seasonally at their like Christmas rush you know and I was a cashier and they moved me up pretty quickly into the cash room and then I became like the cash guy and I was counting all the bags at the end of the night and I worked with this really old Colombian woman who was awesome and she was just like taught me how to do all the accounting, basically, for the store. It was was very interesting. I've had a lot of jobs, but that one was really, really interesting.
0: But Um, did you know you wanted to have a coffee shop then?
1: Yeah, yeah. Before I moved here, I had... um, like, you know, my parents are restaurateurs, so I was like, hey, what would you suggest? How do I go about this? Yeah. And they were like, well. Start at Walmart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, move to the Hamptons, get a job at Kmart, Throwing and then K-Mart. everything will kind of lay itself out. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, they were like, you know, just write down, g- get a notebook and write down kind of ideas for what your dream shop would be and, yeah. and keep all those things in mind and constantly keep that in mind and, and stay at it. And anything that you, any coffee shops you go experience, you know, if there's something that really stands out to you, you know, put that in the thing, and eventually if the time comes and you're given the opportunity, like, you know, you'll have that at least, you know, just, but you have to think about it forever, and you have to be serious about it. And Thinking about it is... All of it. Oh, dude, paying attention. Well, just yeah, it. giving just, something attention well, like, is me- huge. Like,
0: like, like yeah, but like, kind of almost like meditating. It's almost meditative when you start like thinking about your goal all the time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just thinking, thinking about well, it like how it
1: manifests itself. It like, just it, does. It, it really does. It yeah. does do it's, that. It's, it's 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 like magic. Yeah, it really is. Because yeah. then you notice things that will get you closer to that goal. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can kind of seize those opportunities. It's like almost like um, obsession. And if you
0: like, yeah. you kind of like keep highlighting it and highlighting in your mind. It's like mm-hmm. eventually, the, like whatever we want to call it, the, you know, the universe or whatever just kind of like starts giving you open doors to open
1: you have to recognize them though yeah it's like uh some people like i i feel like i'm really for some reason like i all my friends say i'm very very lucky but i like and not even in the sense that like you know um my uh you know, the, the family I was born into gave me some opportunities or something, but like literally like I'll find like money on the ground like shit like that. Yeah. 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 And I think it's, uh, I think it's this, I think some people are really good at pattern recognition. And I think like the people throughout history that have seen themselves as like psychic, I really think that had something to do with being able to recognize patterns. And, um, we actually had a fortune teller in our in the shop for a while uh, every weekend, and we always had conversations about this. and She agreed. She said the same thing. She's like, she can read people really well, and 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 like read faces really well, like for cold reading and stuff. Yeah. But um, also the pattern recognition, man. Like she she you know, you're just attuned to those things. But, like, to be able to recognize an opportunity when it presents itself and n- not being afraid to, you know, seize it, I think, is really important. And, um, I mean, life is so short, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. And that's where I get the courage. You know, I'm just like, I'm going to fucking die. Yeah. You know, like, if I fail at this. Yeah who cares, Mm -hmm. you know, who cares, who cares if I succeed at it, honestly, yeah, totally, you know, like, holy shit, there's 200 years, no one's going to know who I was, 10, yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly, (laughs) if I have my way, yeah, yeah, but, um, you know, so, like, (laughs) I I, I was uh, uh, getting ready to kind of go on, I, I don't know what our goal really was, but Oh, uh, I think we were, the the girl I was dating at the time, we were trying to figure out where we wanted to live because this is not a sustainable place for the way we wanted to live. And, um, we bought a camper and we, uh, sold a bunch of stuff online and at garage sales and stuff and kind of gathered our little bit of money and we were getting ready to go across the country and kind of do the same thing. And we had a few specific spots planned out yeah. for where we might want to settle down Yeah, and, uh, and I, I mean, I, I don't know. So then this happened. So she was, she was driving to work from one of our garage sales and got into a head on collision with another SUV and really fucked her up. No, and Yeah. And then, um, and fucked up her car really bad. So then we had to get her a new car and use some of the money that we had saved for that. And then it kind of just delayed things enough to where, uh, a realtor friend of mine, uh, was made aware of the space that we're in and she's like do you want to check this out you know i know you kind of were kicking around the idea of a coffee shop and i was like yeah i mean i and, and i went with uh with my parents and they they were like yeah i mean this is kind of a home run like the the reason we were even able to get it is because it was very cheap because uh and we don't own the building or anything but the rent was very cheap because right. um places just kept failing yeah. there i mean it what just, was it before it was a swiss deli Oh, I that's mean, right. You know, okay. Uh, Pepla Hefa. Yeah. Okay. Pepola Heffa. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And
1: um, and then before that, it was um, Sag Harbor Ice Cream, and I guess it was that for a long time. Yeah. Um, but when they left, it was like no one could, no one, you know, and and you know when they left, it was kind of like before Sag Harbor really blew up. And yeah. There wasn't a lot. It really
0: of, has just like honestly just been there's been like a big fixation. It's insane. It's been man. really cranking out here. Yeah. You know something that. Um, I kind of wanted to highlight is what you've done in the as far as like the environment in there because um, every like little coffee shop kind of has its own little feel and its own mm-hmm. little like you kind of step into a new world for a second and that's like what i like about going to coffee shops if you will yeah yeah um, it's, it's, it's 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 a like work of art yeah it's like you start it. your state you maybe yeah. start your day with that or you know if you like for me like i like more so like to treat myself to go get coffee like yeah. i like to go and like you know like on a sunday or something go get some coffee with like a friend or whatever um but yeah, it's like uh, one of the things I really like is that you've highlighted artists and like it's kind of brought mm-hmm. in some of the local s- scene. Yeah. I saw you had uh, Scott Orange work in there. Yeah. He designed and our logo. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. And he's, yeah. he's such a legendary artist. Like, I mean, that kid can fucking draw. Yeah. He's and awesome. He's really, an he's awesome a really kid. good dude. He, yeah. came,
1: he came to my last garage sale actually. He's
0: yeah. like a, he's becoming like a mycelium expert. He's all into the mushroom yeah. scene, which is really cool. And I, I <laughs> yeah. Really, I admire so that. It's so cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, uh, but also like the mural that somebody, like who's the artist that drew and did like the mural on the wall? Oh, Jake Kelly. He's actually a Cleveland artist. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I we brought him out here and, and he did that. over What a really cool the, piece, the though. Week. Yeah, yeah. He's and awesome. that's on the he's cup. Like that's um, like on the cup sleeves too. Uh, actually, that is my wife's art. She's no. she's a sick artist. Dude, too. that yeah. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. She's an incredible artist. Like, so that's super, her art super on there. Super talented. Yeah, yeah. That is fucking awesome. <laughs> I know.
0: Because I was looking at those, I was like, this must be the same guy that did the piece on the wall. Yeah, but yeah.
1: I, it does look kind of similar. Yeah, it kind of ties in. With but the that, that is hilarious. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, she's uh, she, you know, went to college and and majored in art and um, with a minor in uh, early childhood um, development uh, education. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So she wanted to do like art classes essentially for kids. Yeah. And, um, but how cool to be able to like incorporate yeah, both of your yeah. situations. Well, made. I told her too. I was like, "Hey, you know, I need uh, something. This is kind of this is what I'm thinking. You yeah, know, I, I kind of wanted to look like a tattoo flash page yeah. or something." And she just did it, nailed it. Yeah, you know? and nailed it. Yeah, she well, she doesn't. That's a, uh, she would hate that I would say this, but she <laughs> she doesn't uh, have time really. I should say she doesn't really have time to pursue art. She's got so many other things going on. Like she, I mean, she raises our daughter. Yeah, and that's that's huge. a full time job. Yeah, and a yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah, and um but you know, she is. I think she's gonna be able to get into a place where she kind of incorporates her art with, you know, raising Emmy. Yeah, and, well, I mean, it's already started. Yeah,
0: totally. That's an epic first step towards it. I mean, because that
1: is. It's a great way to see art mm-hmm.
0: like on your on your coffee cup
1: yeah that's that's awesome yeah I mean, yeah it's really cool I, I, mean, I love that um and I love when I see pictures of like people take pictures that I show her I'm like look it's yeah, your art yeah you yeah, yeah yeah and she's like oh, you know she like rolls her <laughs> eyes like people that are that talented it's like they hilarious. don't even fucking know they man. don't even and
0: they don't care yeah,
1: yeah. no it's so weird it's like because it's so easy for them yeah you know? they don't know how difficult it is and like like I write music, and and I've heard people that can that are that I'm very like jealous of that can draw really well are yeah. like, dude, why, why don't you do something with your music? I'm like, fuck you, do something with your art. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like I don't know, it, it's easier said than done, and you know, but when something comes very naturally to you, yeah. you just take it for granted, totally. and, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, I I did try uh, originally. I was gonna have. Um, uh, an artist every month be showcased on the on the board like on the big uh wall yep. there's a pegboard yeah and and you know they would they would be able to sell things and i wouldn't take any commission but the in exchange they would design something for us like uh just something that we could put on a shirt or a sticker or whatever cool. and sell you know, with the grindstone name on it, you know, and because that would be great because that would promote them and promote us. Totally. and, And totally mutually beneficial, you know, arrangement. And... Then, the, I mean, the sh- I think, I don't know what it was exactly, but I think the shop just got too busy. I, and, and not, like, saying in yeah. a weird way, like, braggy way. Like, we just got too busy. And th- my thing for the last five years has just been trying to keep up with the demand. And, yeah. like, I'm still not out of the kitchen. Yeah. Like, I'm still, like, I came here from making dough. Right. Like, I was, you know, and um, and it's, it's hard to find employees out here because this is not a working class town. Trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Trust me. You no try, one try, wants to work out no here. No one wants to go dig in the dirt. Yeah.
0: Especially. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah, but it's it's interesting because people, you know, in the art in the art community too, it can be tricky to sometimes like just it's I hard working with artists,
1: man. Well, That's why I thought you were gonna go with it. No, it, it is because I, I did a few. I, I worked with like four artists before yeah. I wasn't really able to do that anymore. And man, to, I mean. All my friends are artists, you know, and yeah. I know how they are, but, like, yeah. Jesus, they're the flakiest people. I hate it, that impossible. stigma. It, 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 I it, hate it's, that stigma. It's because true, man.
0: For my like, for my life that I live, like, right now, it's, like, you know, also being a business owner. Mm. It's, you know, I have extreme accountability that I have to yeah. withhold. Well, you and have so, to be very organized. That's oh, yeah. not a trait
1: of many artists.
0: No, and it's, you know, for me, it's... I. But I've actually been meeting a lot of artists that are just complete legends that are organizing their thoughts. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I find it really indifferent that artists would just... You know, would would just delude themselves to being so 2D. Yeah. Why do you want to yeah. be so 2D? Why do you want to be the person that's unreliable and that is you? You can't. You know that is hard to work with. Like mm-hmm. that to me is just so weak sauce. And yeah. half the time, the people that are those artists, like, man, nice work, but. You're not curing cancer, bro. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or, or whoever. Like, right. you know, it's like uh, that ego that's attached to it of like just uh, of a And I think a lot of people enable that. So like, well, they need to be that way to be creative. And how about fucking bullshit? How about your mind operates the best when you're fucking pristine mm-hmm. and you're running on all eight? That's when you're going to be all inclusive and, and fully present when you're just kind of schlocking around and you're kind of just, you mm-hmm. know, showing up late to everything and and not being accountable yeah, for not things. Not
1: responding to people. How about yeah.
0: fuck that? And yeah. I think there's a change in time with that, and, that and, I've, and those are the people I really want to work with the yeah. people that I've worked with that have been that other way I can tell well, I you, I'll, tell you, I'll the- tell you right now that's, we are not doing the things together anymore because yeah. You, yeah. Show, you show me the cards yeah. and I have plenty of other people that want to work together and collaborate and do cool shit and, you know, a lot of people they right on their like their
1: clout that they think they have.
0: They think they have Instagram followers and that. Right. And well, that,
1: I was gonna say that's the thing that is like, kind of a that's a great of part of social media is yeah, um, making a lot of artists way more visible. Than, yeah. You know, and and it's very easy for an artist to become visible. Um, it's, but it, the downside, or, or I, I would say, as as someone who tries to be a, a, an original thinker, yeah. you realize really quick, if you're paying attention, you're not original. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. If you think you are, there yeah. are there are 20 other people who are exactly like you, yeah. thinking the exact... I mean, look how many things that we think the same way on, and, and right. we're not the same person at all, but... Yeah. Um, you know, even as far as, like, the, the you know, we get our main media, you know, from the same from place, you know, and, and rely on it. Like, we think in similar ways. We're paying attention to the same things. And, and we're only, I mean, we're acquaintances, you know. But there are people out there that we will never know exist that right. are probably more similar to each of us than you know it's it and it's fucking crazy and it's kind of humbling if you take it seriously it's like you're not original man yeah you're like you're, you're your own person but you're not fucking original yeah and um, people that think they are man are just deluding themselves. It scares me honestly because like it's weird.
0: It's weird to think about. I know a couple guys that were like I could I could just I could just even just go off about that like this the the level of their delusion is terrifying mm-hmm. and they think the world is so small. It really comes from a place of insecurity. Most of the time when people have that that ego attached to them, they're such ego. They're so egotistical in the way that it's really is like they're just it's really comes from like a kind of a more sad place. It's like really yeah. insecure. Yeah. And so I try to like be empathetic to it, but at the same time too. People are kind of like dicks about things and like they just like, you know, they're not being empathetic and they're just like trying to get everyone to look at them in like mm-hmm. a certain way or, you know, or like, you know, like I've, I've done shows with people where it's like, you know, fucking people show up an hour late to to their sh- situation or our situation. And it's just like, you know, uh, and then people like they don't really care. No one holds up anybody really accountable in that space because it's expression or I, I don't. I think, that, like I said, I think there's a real change of tide in that, mm-hmm. and people are really out on that kind of bullshit. Good. Like, you know, dealing with galleries that don't do shit for you. Dealing, dealing with, with people, galleries. Dealing with people that, that don't really have your best interest at mind or like or in, in at hand, and dealing with other artists that, like, really aren't trying to, like, uh, you know, help prop you up. Because mm-hmm. for me, like, when I meet other artists, I'm like, hey, like, when I had a gallery in the city for a long, like, for a couple of years, a friend of mine, like, I was, let us use a space. And we got to talking and he's like yeah just use, utilize it like have a gallery here so same thing i like open up the walls to people to be able to come in and showcase their art mm-hmm. and i was like i don't want any commission i just want to be able to give you a platform that was given to me right i'm not going to profiteer off of it and just say sudden oh, let me like now try to churn some money out of it yeah take all the commission i don't want anything come put your own art on the wall but you know just it,
1: for the sake of of the art right for, well for I the mean, sake of yeah. the art but
0: also it's like for everyone know, around you <laughs> i was given the opportunity you know yeah. so it's like i'm not going to then just turn it, turn around and try to like profit off of it be selfish with it yeah and so i don't know i just see like a lot of people that i've i have worked not a lot but a few that i've worked with in the past that just like it's such a bummer man because they are creating some cool stuff sometimes but the way that their ego is in, in front of them and, mm-hmm. and the way that like people will just kind of disassociate with allowing themselves to be this two dimensional being mm-hmm. like for me I would feel like a little dumb if someone was like oh well he's these are the traits that you can associate him. Because he's an artist, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because he's an artist, he's so expressive that he has to be late and he has to, you know, be difficult to work with. Yeah, and then puts you in And the the then box. and then and then communicate strangely. Like yeah, that's yeah. You're inept. Yeah. Let's be honest totally. here. Like and some people would call it some way meaner shit, but I'm not even gonna go there with yeah. it. Like, but dude, like, how about like be on your game? How about be the best you possibly can be? Like, how about treat it like it's actually something you're passionate about? Well,
1: that's what that's kind of goes back to what I was saying about people like feeling like nothing is worth anything like people are very nihilist and like they don't have encouragement man like a lot especially i would say a lot of people that are artists like man not not very not encouraged they're just not you know like no one is i feel like no one i know i I asked my buddy (laughs) it's like i was joking with him um we were at dinner the other night and i was joking with him he was like he was like i can't sleep i never sleep i'm like oh you should get married and have some kids man like that you'll fucking sleep then And he was like hard pass and i was like Haha. you know laughed it off but i was like damn dude like you got really hard pass on that on yeah. the thing that like generally throughout history people have said was the most meaningful thing they've ever done yeah you know like you're gonna what you're gonna trade that for drinking every fucking night yeah like that's what that is what you're hard passing for, yeah. you know? Like that that's not a good substitution and like so I asked him today I was like, "Dude, do you think life is like inevitably suffering?" And you know, it is. And I knew, I know I mean I think it is and um he was like, "Yeah, definitely." also yikes (laughs) like (laughs) like, all right all right whatever you know who i am like you know i'm gonna ask you these fucking questions and um i was like well what what is your best plan to deal with it and he just didn't answer (laughs) really yeah he's not answered still well
0: well, you know nobody i mean
1: it's not an easy question that's for sure he probably wasn't ready for it maybe he's fucking working or something i don't know maybe he's still drinking yeah it's for real (laughs) i mean but i mean he does he drinks every day and i feel bad man like yeah it's you're not here for long. Yeah, and I like. I sometimes I wonder if I'm too hung up on that. Like, but I got run over uh, when I was 13. I, you've you've been in some crazy car accidents and stuff. Like, have you ever had any near death experiences? Too many to count. Yeah, so you know, T- like, like that's why most. you take shit seriously.
0: Yeah, that's that's it, man. I've met, I've like literally been knocked out before and met other beings that were not there <laughs> and had some out. Of, I've floated up above my body and uh-huh. looked down at myself. Uh-huh. I swear, so I've, you know, dude, I've like I quote unquote I, people will think I'm nuts and I've really only like shared this intimately with like a f- like not so many people like when I trust them but I'll share it openly I don't give a fuck Good. but I've like met something that like seems like what the white light might be uh-huh. uh, while being out conscious um, like, or, or, like unconscious rather mm-hmm. and just um yeah, fucking weird shit like that has happened, being completely knocked out, zonked out, mm-hmm. not being able to remember for a few days. Um, yeah, that'll make you appreciate life a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, I got I got run over when I was 13, stuck under a car, oh. of an old 98, and uh, I was kind of all twisted up in the wheel well even a little bit, and oh, it was just Jesus. totally nice. on top of me, crushing me, and I was just, I was coming home, I was uh, doing... It, it sounds good i was i was working at cancer benefit but i was doing it as part of community service so um <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah i'll leave that part out when i'm telling my grandma okay you know? cool um but yeah so i was i was coming back from that and i uh, i was it, it was like uh, You know, starting to rain a little bit so I started jogging and I I went to go jog across the side street and it was blinking don't walk and it was like I gotta make this and started jogging across the street guy came up from the side street going to make a right on red you know when you do that you you don't stop at the line right No, you you stop over the line a whole car width and you're looking left Mm -hmm. to see if there's any cars coming so he was looking left came up nailed me didn't even really know it wasn't i think he wasn't sure and then he kind of like looked over and i was already on the ground jesus i remember i remember seeing the car seeing it come at me trying to jump back and then it hit me and i fell and then it came over me and i got twisted up underneath it and i just remember seeing the restaurant that was behind me i was like all of a sudden looking that way kind of on the ground yeah and um and i remember thinking um I, this is it. This is how, and it was very calming. I don't know if you've ever experienced something like that, but yeah, it's very calming. Like when you're in that kind of, I'm going to die situation. Yeah. Um, I was like, well, this is it. Don't feel anything. Your body goes into shock. My body felt like metal. Like it felt like, um, aluminum foil being crumpled up. And, uh, I, I was just like, man, I really, um, I, 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 wish I could see my mom again. Yeah, and, um, and and then four guys came out from a, a car that was passing by and saw the whole thing happen. Thank God. Uh, it just, you know four grown ass men came up and lifted the front end of the car up and another guy pulled me pu- pulled me out jesus yeah it was crazy did you break anything or have you no increased? man i didn't break no anything. head injury. No, i i had burns all over from the underside of the car and God. road rash really bad i had a bruised hip and that was the worst thing that happened um <laughs> i mean i was 13 you know yeah it was very lucky and um but i was out you know i was like i couldn't really it was at the beginning of summer and i, I that just took my summer out um and i was on like crutches and stuff cuz i couldn't really move yeah. really you know well after that um but yeah nothing major like no breaks nothing crazy and uh but since then man i mean that was 13 so yeah. like you know, think about what your brain's going through when you're 13 mm-hmm. you know that really changed my perspective on things. Like, yeah. it, it really was like, damn. Like, at any time, at any time, yeah. it can be over. Yeah. And like, I do obviously, like anyone, I forget that. But I think I think about it a lot more than a lot of people do. Yeah. And I'll, and my wife gets so fucking annoyed at me for being all like existentialist and yeah. like should be like. Oh my God, take off your shoes or close the... You have to close the back door or close the screen. You know, the bugs are getting in. I'm like, who fucking cares? Who cares? We're going to die. We're going to be dust. We're going to be nothing. You know? <laughs> I just... I can't, like, break that line of thinking sometimes, yeah. you know? And especially after I've, like, smoked a bunch of weed all day. And I'm just like, you know, nothing really matters. No, I no, I, I got put on the, um, the medical marijuana program for New York for oh, a cool. while. Okay. And, and they have... Um, um uh these vape pens that they mm-hmm. give you. And I don't know where they're getting this weed, but Jesus Christ, it is the best shit really? that's out there. I really? swear to God. Yeah, government sanctioned weed is yeah. is just crazy. Yeah. And I every day I, I go into the shop at like three thirty in the morning, um, start making donuts, you know, cutting, you know, rolling out dough and cutting donuts and stuff, and I'd rip this pen a few times. Yeah. And um, it would just take me to another place like seriously like I've been smoking weed for like you know over 10 years and uh, this stuff was like it put me into another state to where I like wrote down in my phone like and I really remember believing nothing is real Yeah, I really remember thinking like and figuring it out and being like oh wow yeah like this is actually not real at all I can't remember exactly how I got to that point and yeah. like what, I mean, what exactly I was thinking, but I remember believing it so wholeheartedly, like, this is not real. Yeah. This does not matter. And I, that sounds like such a fucking stony baloney thing. but like, <laughs> it, 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 It's something I still do believe. Like, I, I don't believe that this is, this is it, you know? And, uh, cause it can't be like, what the fuck? The, what do you mean? As far as it, like this is like our our dimension that we live in, I, I th- and that's I just, it. And it just we... feels like there's more. It well, feels more.
0: We just don't. We just can't comprehend it somehow.
1: Yeah, you know, like it's yeah. like how you can't. Like our brains do our do the best we can to deal with like time, mm-hmm. like which is like our co- own concept of yeah. But like that might be going on all at once you yeah. know it's, it's,
0: it's i know that's like that can go so deep because mm-hmm. there's definitely is something more to everything it
1: just you just feel like there is right the, like in, instinctually you, everyone kind of feels it like everyone it has to feels be, it unless everyone it's a big it. joke and like we're just supposed to feel that so we do better in life or well, something look, i mean
0: look when i when i've been laying in the dirt and i've literally hovered above my body mm-hmm. and you know and then felt like i've met a white light like being in that same you know in that same setting and uh yeah it it i'm open to the fact that everything's neurological mm-hmm. ghosts aliens everything is just a neuro program that like we you know, that we are kind of amidst in and, and we're creating these like fears of dark. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, mm-hmm. I per- I personally, I can pretty much go walk in the dark in the middle of the woods by myself and I, I don't have anything. I have no demons. Yeah. I, I have no feelings of like, you know, of, of something being scary, but I will tell you, I've stayed in some really interesting old abandoned weird places on the East coast that feel like there is energy inside yeah. them. And I don't know what that is. Is it maybe my own mind that is like psyching me out to where I'm like, Oh, there's energy here. Like your, there might be, and your uh, hair stand up on your arm and you feel like a presence of uh-huh. some sort but I also, I can't deny the feelings that I definitely get in those moments and yeah. why do we have stories for centuries of people seeing things and I've, you know, I've talked to scientists as well that have like, you know, leading scientists in this world actually, this this one woman I know um, she says she saw a ghost with her husband <laughs> and he saw it too and these are like top level people that are very science yeah, facts yeah. they don't fuck around with shit like that you know, she's very like Make sense of everything, and you know when she kind of. What told did she me, say
1: about it? Does she is she unable to explain it? or She, she explained
0: she, it very well, like she does most things. That's yeah. what I love about a lot of scientists. Yeah, like they're very like they can very articulate. They can very like you know, articulate things when they're very descriptive and on the, on how they like you know f- tell the story. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she like had saw this being in the room and. um and so she went back and she found photos from the people that owned the house before and she's like that's the guy and the husband said the same thing Hmm. and you know so just hearing stories like that of like people seeing ghosts or seeing energies or seeing orbs and having present feelings like I said I I kind of I diminish it and I downplay it a little bit by saying maybe it is neurological Mm because I have bumped my head a lot of times Mm -hmm. and I but you know people say sometimes you kind of knock those screws loose to being open and vulnerable Uh, to those things Yeah, you know when you have near death experiences but also maybe you just fucking bumped your head dude you know and so like I Yeah, I think that there is something more to all of this, but, you know, obviously it's really hard to put a finger on any of it.
1: It's just knowing that there there is something more. It's a futile, you know, uh, pursuit, you know. It's fun to think about, but, like, ultimately you don't know until it happens.
0: Yeah, like, recently someone was, like, telling me about reincarnation. Like, well, you know, that person, that's going to reincarnate. I'm like, well, Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it does. I'm open to all things. Yeah, I'm open to all the things. It seems like a little, there's a little bit of truth to everything. The, the, the Loch Ness monster the probably that, exists. The you thing know? that
1: bothers me about reincarnation is uh, if you are going to reincarnate, why would you reincarnate as like think of how many planets there are that can sustain life? Why would you reincarnate back onto this planet? Like that seems so limited. Well, maybe you don't. Yeah, I think that's maybe yeah. like the misconception oh, of really? like Buddhism.
0: I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, don't I know, know a lot of people that, that that kind of like align with Buddhists. Ask lifestyle, if you mm-hmm. will. It, but like most things, everyone cherry picks, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, oh, I'm a Buddhist, except for that part and that part and that part yeah. and that part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: and there, I think there's a lot of different, um, like, sects of, of Buddhism. There's, yeah. like, some very serious ones. Yeah. There's, like, Zen Buddhism and stuff. And like, I'm not taking a vow of silence. I'm, I'm yeah. that much, obviously. Yeah. Well, some Buddhists say that that, that kind of shit is useless anyway, because right. then you're a stone Buddha. And, like, right. what you know, what's the point of that? Exactly. You know? It seems like there's not a lot of progression based off of that. Yeah. But a lot. It, a lot, it, a lot I've watched this documentary
0: recently. About a guy that spent a year in silence out in the forest, and I mean, that it changes like, your brain. That definitely sounds like prison to me. Like, you, yeah. for me to get to that point, really? I need to have yeah. extreme heartbreak. Uh-huh. I need to get away from civilization. I, like that, to me, seems like that's something you go do when you got some trauma to deal with.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know um, people like that have gotten stuck in caves and stuff for a long period of time. That it, it's not very long until they start hearing voices. Oh.
0: So like forty days. And what is that? Is that just completely neurological, or is they finally, or is that dimension, you know, yeah, seeping right. in? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, is that dimension like okay? We have somebody. All right. Or like
1: solitary confinement. We're coming you know? in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those are all just nightmares. Or or yeah or is that like because we're such intensely social creatures? Like yeah. is that just a way for, to keep us from going insane? Or yeah. you know, a, a preservation thing to keep us from just fucking killing ourselves? Yeah, you know? totally. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I've always. I mean. I really like alone time. I was an only child. Yeah. Um so I spent a lot of time in the woods by myself Same. when I was little and I love it, man. Yeah. Uh, it, like every now and then like I was saying, I I need and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's less of just being in the woods or but maybe it's more just being alone, yeah. you know, that I really need every now and then. Yeah. Like I need I need to get away from like this and from my phone and yeah. you know and and I don't know, man. There's something like like I just feel like I am drained with all that stuff like you know i think i'm not um uh, i'm clearly not uh you know shy (laughs) you know i'm not an introvert um I thought I was for a while, though. I really did. I, like, I was like, well, because when I talk to people, like, I yeah. feel like it takes a ton of energy out of me. Yeah. And, and well, that's I That's because
0: you're actually communicating and being genuine a lot of times. I mean. Yeah. If, if like, if, when I, go, like, go to an art show or something and I happen to be there and mm-hmm. afterwards, I'm, I feel like I just did, like, a running race.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Being, like, that kind of social. It's very, yeah. Like, there's a difference, like, our, our, at the shop, the front of the house that works with the guests and the back of the house that works and does all the, like, really, like, heavy lifting. Yeah moving around and stuff like but man there there's an argument to be made that the front of the house is is more taxing
0: yeah you know i just, I think so just keeping a smile on your face when you have a shit day yeah you have a fight with your significant other yeah and then you got to be there and and sell you know coffee and donuts i'm just and having a hundred
1: conversations a hundred yeah. small talk conversations in a row yeah like that is fucking hard
0: hey how you doing yeah hey how you doing how many times can you say that in your life it's crazy man you know?
1: yeah and then why the end develop of develop something different?
0: What's that? Why wouldn't we develop something different yeah. other than, hey, how
1: you doing? How are you? Well, I mean, like, out here, um, yeah. people say, what's doing? The older people. You ever hear that? No. Uh, yeah, EastEnders, they say, what's doing? And I never know how to answer because I'm like, I don't really know what that but means. Do we is want that, to dissect right now? Is that like, right what's now? up? You know? right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's doing? Uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ever have that moment when someone's like,
0: they're like, they're like uh, "What?" They? I forget how like, they word it, but like they'll say like, hey, how you doing? And you're like... You, like, you answer it wrong because you're already yeah, anticipating yeah. What, what is the way that they would say it? Like, uh,
1: what's up? Good. Yeah, exactly. Hey, what's up? Good. Great. Uh,
0: what? Yeah. 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 Or if you're, like, if you're on a flight and like they give you your ticket, like, all right, have a nice flight. You're like,
1: you too. Oh, God. I yeah, do that dude. all the time. I, I'm so aware of that. <laughs> yeah. I, I start thinking about that whenever like a server comes over or something. Yeah. You know, Actually, yeah, I remember uh, that happened. Actually, I noticed it. I didn't call her out on it, but my <laughs> wife said that to the person giving us tickets at Cedar Point she's like all right enjoy the rides and she's like you too (laughs) (laughs) like enjoy watching the rides from your fucking podium
0: (laughs) yeah oh i love that though like every time i do it i'm like "Ah, i'm such a fucking idiot yeah
1: the best thing you can do in that situation is call yourself out on it because you know the person that's sitting there has like experienced that 10 times that day and i feel like
0: sometimes they're doing it on purpose
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah. here he is he's not paying attention yeah got him
1: yeah yeah uh it's like you know you want to be nice and have small talk some people hate small talk man i don't i don't mind it i think it's easy or whatever but um some people are like oh it's a waste of time like well what are you gonna talk about fucking like quantum physics with every single person you meet yeah no that's fucking crazy yeah you know like just have make small talk yeah it keeps people it puts people at ease i
0: I told a woman like i held the door open for a woman like maybe three weeks ago and it's kind of like resonated with me i was like a Random thing, it's like now that we have automated doors in so many places, it's like mm-hmm. you rarely get to hold the door open for a person. Mm-hmm. But I held like Seth and I held the door for like a long time, and then she like came and she like, got to the door. And then we like, both went inside the store, we got like we're doing our shopping, and then she was like trying to reach for something like on a shelf, and like and like literally she couldn't reach this. I'm like, jeez this lady is fucking just... <laughs> all right. And then so she like comes over, and she's kind of like fucking with her face mask, and she's like kind of just seems like she's like all over the map, yeah. A a and time. Yeah, so like I like grab the thing off the top shelf. I'm like, and I'm not even tall, but I was like, oh, okay, here I am. Like my my hi- I'm a heightist all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, here you are. And so I gave her the gave her the um, chips, which she which she was, she was grabbing for. And afterwards, she's like comes over, she like takes her face mask. She like, I just want to th- say thank you so much for for helping me. You held the door open. I haven't had somebody hold the door open for me. And- well, shit! I don't even know how oh, long. Oh God, that's I'm such like, a drag. Man. And I'm like, well, and it's so funny that like we don't like think of like holding a door open for somebody as like being like a nice thing. Yeah. But like, yeah, like a really nice it's, gesture. Like, even just like saying, hey, hi, and like putting you know, them before you. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, of people like, do that. You know how I many before you used to be able to, like smile at people? Like for now, that's 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 mm-hmm. new. You're not you're not mm-hmm. smiling at people. You're not giving somebody like nice gestures like you know obviously some people can be creepy about how they smile at you for yeah for sure yeah. but at the end of the day like i think that we're really missing out on like that human connection where mm-hmm. we're like we're giving each other expression and that's holding a door open one of each the other. worst
1: things about the mask is yeah is it, it takes away the identity of the person you're faced yeah with. no I, th- I i think the same
0: it's just like we're we're it's missing humanizing thing man it really is yeah, I fucking hate. I hope it.
1: I hope it stops soon.
0: I do too. Because yeah, it, it sucks. It, it's it's really unhealthy and and quite yeah, honestly, right. It really is. It's like it's been it's been proven to like wear a mask is really like taxing on your immune system on your immune system and yeah. obviously you don't want people getting COVID. Obviously, there happens to be covid does seem to be like a, a prevalent thing and, uh-huh. and things that people are getting covid but
1: are most people like pretty okay with getting it though like it was mostly older really old people that had comorbidities and stuff i, I personally
0: uh, i hate even saying this but like and i'm not denying I mean, there's a lot anything. of information out there so there's there's we're just lo- speculating I'm f- yeah. and i'm a fucking idiot let's yeah. just be honest like i but i will say like i don't know one person that's got it me either
1: and we're in New York.
0: We're in, in Ground York, Zero. I'm ground Zero. I don't know one person that's died from it for sure. Yeah. I, it's every single time it's like, oh, well, no, my brother's friend got it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, do you, okay, so, but do you know anybody that got it? No. I, my,
1: I, I, one well, of my customer's father died from it. Yeah. And he was 79. Yep. Yeah.
0: I mean, so, and I, and I, know, I like and that's I, kind I know of a girl, always the case. I know a girl who's dad had got it in Italy uh-huh. um, and I so I, I hear but like it's always two degrees yeah. it's never like I'm, I haven't met one person that's like yeah no I had
1: it oh I did um, my old trainer from SAG Gym uh, got it he actually moved away from New York he just moved to Oregon and he got it. No way. Yeah, but he was like, "Dude, it was nothing." It and I'm not, like, but I'm
0: not and so just to be clear, I'm not denying anything. Like, listen, no, it's real. I know. I, know, real, people, I, know people I don't are think dying. it's.
1: And we thought it was going to be a lot worse yeah. than it ended up being. So yeah. I think it's time to like dial back this fucking response. That's yeah. all. I mean, well, it seems like you know numbers are increasing in other places, but we just don't even fucking know what's real anymore. It's just really it's yeah, such but a like, shame. so numbers increase, but it's like, is testing increasing? Right. You know, like, yeah. why are the numbers increasing? Yeah. You know, are are more people getting tested? We're going into flu season. Yeah. Are we going to have some false positives? Like, I mean, I,
0: I wear the simply just to be considered to other people exactly that's, that's why you do and, it. and I don't think anybody should be above that honestly yeah like totally what, if you're but if you think you're above that like I'm I'm mentioning that I do think that there are health complications to wearing a fucking mask all the time mm-hmm. wearing a piece of fabric over your face is obviously not the most or how about quarantine all summer and obviously yeah and obviously the worst of the thing would be to get COVID I'm not I, I get that mm-hmm. but at the end of the day
1: um, obviously we want our society to be back to yeah. what it was Dude, but, can I tell you something yeah I think I think in February I think we all had it in, in my shop, at least. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Did you guys get tested? No, because there was no testing yet. Mm. Um, but we were all sick. I went through my appointments, my, my messages, and my emails. My accountant had to uh, call off an, an appointment because she was deathly ill for a week. Yep. Um, I, I have a list. Like It just went down for like a week. It was yep. like every single person that I was supposed to meet with had to call off. It was a nasty flu going around, yep. and people were sick for like a week, week and a half. My, my best friend it, but it also got sick. Just, it he also, lost his sense of smell. But it like, also
0: could have just been a flu.
1: Yeah, it could have it could have been, been. Yeah. Just been yeah. like a strain of flu. I need to get the antibody test cuz this is still a pet theory of mine, Yeah, know? and cuz I I when I got sick at the same time as all those other people, yeah. um, I, it just wiped me out. Like I yeah. could not get out of bed for like 2 days and then yeah. I was okay. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm hearing from the like my my trainer, he's a very healthy dude. He's I mean, he's fucking jacked. Yeah. Like, he's a monster. And he got it and he's like, "Yeah, I just feel like pretty worn out," you but, know?
0: but people also forget that there are other sicknesses and like almost every mm-hmm. year my one friend, he gets he's like on an an, antibiotics almost every single year he's like well, hacking sucks. up green shit like literally the color does he of that too smoke? Tube. not at all wow. he's very healthy but like so every lean. year he's sick I mean he's yeah. deathly sick and he cannot get out of bed What's for his diet like? does he have a shitty days. diet? nope not even wow nope, but he immune system. every time the, the, the weather changes yeah, yeah. you know the fall and the spring he's sick and he's got to get out of antibiotics and it's every single time dude and he you, tries you to avoid it. antibiotics right? I mean, I mean at, at all costs I never like, take them to be honest unless I you know I really have to yeah no you don't just get that no but I've tried to have a conversation with them on based on that too but it's like you know the, people are forgetting that people also do get sick you don't, you cough inside a store you don't have COVID you know mm-hmm. that's not right. what that
1: means right you know the flu season is going to be like this year oh. it's going to suck man people are going to be freaking out all, all winter I know I'm already preparing for it like yeah. with, with the shop like I'm, we're going to put a, a little scannable code outside yeah. that you can just hit and, and order anything you want and just stand outside if you don't want to come in that's know? the way to do it yeah. well yeah
0: so I mean going back to like pivoting and moving and shaking like you gotta think ahead on all that shit because it's yeah. it's definitely about to be different and change and
1: mm-hmm. um, that's pattern recognition, man. <laughs> you yeah, know? you like,
0: have to data chunk. Yeah, yeah. You gotta data chunk and then and then execute different plans and and be ready for things. But, um, yeah, dude. I don't know. I feel like uh,
1: well, for 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 uh, eighteen to forty five, death rate is 0.02 percent. Yeah, that's not a lot, dude. You know, yeah. my I'm mom was kind of, like i'm not a mathematician when, but it doesn't when, sound like a lot no it's not and when i was like yeah i'm going to cleveland she was like you are yeah. i was like yeah she's like oh, be careful I was like i'm coming from new york yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you know it's not worse than here yeah no one is no one is worse off than we are yeah. you know you seem we're the hub of the fucking country you right. know like that's why it, it came here first yeah. like people were flying here literally from china or europe or wherever you know where where it was spreading from first and of course it's going to start here, of course it is, you know, this is like a big airport. Yeah, it seems like it didn't even start here though, it seems like it started in Seattle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, those exactly. were the first kind of reported cases. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I and then we, the, the, my brother and I, we were flying to BC, like, as it was happening.
0: My mom was so worried. I'm like, Jesus, this is so classic mom stuff. She's <laughs> like, you guys are in Seattle right now? Like, what's the airport like? We're like, it's, it's empty. It was the best flying experience we had in a long time. Dude, yeah, we just we flew out of MacArthur. There was, like, two other people on the whole airport. Yeah. It was amazing. I, yeah, I was just at JFK. Same thing. I was like, what? This yeah. is some apocalyptic shit. Like, this is so – how is this – how are these people staying in business and – oh I keep go on and on about all that yeah it but.
1: sucks all the ripple effects those things all suck but man I as far as convenience dude it's, yeah. it's been awesome yeah totally <laughs> it's like every, and, and in New York no man all of a sudden yeah and then all of a sudden in New York people understand personal space yeah like, yeah, yeah, that's great yeah. <laughs> this is so awesome totally. for me like yeah. I have a picture of our shop um, the week kind of before everything shut down it was uh, the end of February I want to say um, when they had Harbor Frost Yeah, you know and I mean, dude, that shop would get packed out. Like, it's a small shop. It's Mm -hmm. like 900 square feet. Yeah. And there were 25 people in the shop. Just snake through. Just all sitting there breathing the same air. Can you imagine (laughs) now? Like... That, you know, that would, you would lose your business license if if that shit was going down right now. Well, it's crazy Mm
0: -hmm. because the only time I've really actually enjoyed wearing the mask was on the fucking airplane.
1: Yeah. I think me and my buddy were just talking about this. We are like, after this all kind of stops and the masks go away and stuff, that might be a place where I still wear it. You know? I didn't
0: mind it because, you know, you're not smelling all the terrible things of an airplane, which yeah. is crazy, and you know, an it's airplane...
1: circulated air and you always get sick on an airplane. Yeah. Like you always get sick, Every time. not like motion sickness, but yeah, you get like that sick, you know, just from breathing everyone's you shit. You feel nasty you know? for one, for
0: one. You yeah. just feel nasty after you get off a plane, but yeah, yeah no, it's just like, uh, that was like one thing I was like, this, like my, I may actually still wear a mask uh, in the yeah. airport. Yeah,
1: there are some situations where I'll definitely, uh, and, and like, I think Maybe it was Fauci. It was like, yeah, if 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 I have it my way, we'll never be shaking hands again. I was like, <laughs> all right, you know. I mean, there was a the fist bump, I guess. But you know, I mean, there is something about. I, I did shake your hand when 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 I when you walked in. I, yeah, I guess know?
0: we're. They say that there was a guy on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast that came on and said that um, when you shake hands with somebody, that you actually are sharing biological
1: DNA forever. Oh, interesting. Like basically forever yeah I've heard that with women mm-hmm. with with every guy a woman has had sex with they retain their DNA forever
0: I'd say it's probably the same so for probably the same
1: concept yeah it's
0: probably the same back to a man though yeah I think yeah. that you know there's more like we're very absorbent
1: yeah like we yeah, this, is, porous. this
0: is nothing yeah like we are, we're we you know you spray it's like you know you you wash your hands with gasoline it's you're you're probably gonna feel a little bit different yeah, you might get a little sick yeah. feeling
1: spray off all over your body <laughs> feel mm. different
0: yeah you might I start <laughs> thinking a little differently yeah have you yeah. seen Dozer on Netflix?
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember you? that movie. You know, I saw the movie when it came. Oh wait, is the that guy... the one about the guy who like crashes at people's houses and stuff? And he's like a party guy. No, no, no. This one's about the guy that
0: uh, like fabricates a big bulldozer and then goes. Oh yeah, the kill dozer at... guy. Yeah, yeah. He, and oh, he goes around he's, and just...
1: he's like a libertarian kind of. Uh, uh idol, you yes. know, for, for saying fuck you to the government and yeah, stuff. Big yeah, big time,
0: big time, big time situation like that. I so didn't I,
1: watch it yet, though, no. That I just was, know the
0: story. It's interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but that guy, I mean... That guy, man, he got fucked over really bad by his his local government, right? Yeah, they, he definitely they kind did. kind of put his business... They, uh, they put him out of business, but... Uh,
0: he, got, he got the first-hand deal with, uh, you know, bureaucracy and people mm-hmm. being tied in and being in bed with each other, but, mm-hmm. you know, that... To me, it's like, I wonder sometimes, like, you know, there was definitely some of that, but I wonder, like, what if there was other aspects to it that got him to, like, actually fully go over the edge. It was so funny because the way that he
1: described it, it was like, you know, this all happened for a reason. I was supposed to do this thing. Uh, it's just... Yeah, I mean, for sure, if it happened to 100 other people, 99 of them probably wouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know, he he probably had some experiences and pre-existing in, issues. Might have been and, in the water, you Yeah, know? yeah, totally. Yeah. They're like, you know, yeah, yeah, definitely... It takes a specific kind of person... They go all the you know, way. To do that, yeah. yeah and he just off himself crazy. in the
0: cab, which was crazy. It's like...
1: Yeah, that's right. <sighs> but like, didn't he, like... he He really... He didn't just kind of go on a rampage. Like, didn't he go he he like tried to knock down the house of like the city councilman that yeah. really fucked him over. He was and very stuff. systematic that's, about it. I mean that that's pretty awesome. Dude, I was, like I was feeling that. You're rooting for him at yeah, that point, a you know. Bit. And a- and from what I remember, they really fucked him over. Yeah, and they, like they tried to run out. I can out. see that, man. Like I can see, you know, uh local, you know, mid-level politicians like that just think they're they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. You know? Like, the kind of people that rise up in, into political power are fucking maniacs. Yeah, a, like, you have to be. There's an interesting psychological you know? aspect there. Yeah. The, it sucks, because the people that should probably be running things are not the kind of people that are going to try to run things. Yeah. You know? The yeah. people that want to run things are the last people you want running things. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It seems it seems odd like that. It's yeah. like It's like when you...
0: Uh, I mean, for my school, it's like, you know, it's like you start seeing it at that level. Like, when you're in high school, it's like, who runs for class president? Mm-hmm who runs for this thing or mm-hmm. that, you know, it's, like, it is interesting. Bunch of
1: narcissists. It, yeah. Maybe so.
0: <laughs> you know, I remember, like, I remember the one kid that, like, ran for class president. He was, like, really funny and charismatic kid mm-hmm. and was, like, always, yeah. like really silly. Um, it's, like, I wonder if they're, in, like, involved in politics. And, like, what gets you into that, like, at such an early age, but... I don't know. Personally, now, yeah. I'm so happy just being in my own little world of what I do. And
1: oh, I've thought of running for mayor of Sag Harbor. Have you? Yeah.
0: Is there a mayor of Sag Harbor? Yeah. Who is yeah. that?
1: Yeah. Kathleen Mulcahy. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I, I, e- we- I email her regularly. Do just, you? Just asking her to do shit. No you know? fucking you're like, way. You're an elected You're an elected official. You work for me. That you know, is insane. Like I know, of, like Jesse don't,
0: Warren, the kid from Southampton. Yeah,
1: he's a young dude, yep. right? Yeah, and he's done some cool shit. And actually, I think they they just elected a new mayor of East Hampton. That's and wait, so Jerry Larson.
0: So is this something you're actually thinking of doing?
1: Yeah, like ten percent right now, but like (laughs) that's not nothing. I I take it actually more seriously than ten percent, but it's like uh, I think a ten percent chance that I'll actually do it. Because again, I'm not the kind of person that would actually pursue something like that. But I think it would be cool to do, and I think I think it's an attainable goal. Maybe that's part of why I think about it so much because it's a small town, you know. And I think I could do some real, some serious good because you know I can run a business, yeah. And uh, I do have an outsider's perspective, so I have kind of. Relatively fresh eyes on the community, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I see, and I didn't like grow up here. Like I think, like a lot of the mayors of Sag Harbor grew up here, yeah, and, and see it very one dimensionally, and don't want things to change. And that's why it's like, you know, it, it's good in a sense, like you know, to conserve what you have is great. Conservation is great, um, but telling people no just because you don't like change, yeah. you know, yeah. is not great. And uh, like they're very bureaucratic. Yeah. And, like they call everyone calls it the land of no. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I, I've said that many times. Yeah, right, East Hampton is. just got a new mayor. It's Jerry Larson. He was the former police chief, and he is his main thing. I think, as far as I've heard, is to change the licensing for the businesses because um, to have a restaurant in. The Hamptons—you have to have a building that's wet zoned, right? And um, so that means uh, what? That they need a uh, septic tank, you know, right? To because to, you know the infrastructure here is fucking old, yeah. And you know we're on an island, and uh, so he's trying to. Really, because East Hampton's dying because it doesn't have any fucking restaurants anymore, and it used to. It used to be like half and half, like Sag. Like that's why Sag does so well. Yeah, we have tons of restaurants and tons of shops yeah. that can, and they support each other. You know, people go out to eat, then they walk around the shops, and it's great. And uh, East Hampton is kind of a ghost town, especially in the off-season. Yeah. Because they just especially have... Especially in the off-season. Yeah, because they just have shops. There's no... there's re- I mean, there's a few restaurants, not but... really. It's like Rowdy Hall. really. Yeah, there's Rowdy Hall. There's Chita There's a couple pizza places. You go know, Fierro's and
0: Sam's. Cinderella for lunch. That's yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go to
1: the salad bar at Citarella. Great. Yeah. There's nothing, man. Yeah, and And it's all retail. And that's fine in the summer, but like... Dude, and I know those rent prices. Like it's fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars a month Easy. for those little retail shops. That's crazy, you know. That's that's and 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 they're not going to allow uh, you know big corporations to come in. Like yeah. who the fuck do you think is going to rent those shops out? Right, you know.
0: So far, private people.
1: Yeah, yeah, private people that don't need to make any money, so they don't give a shit yeah. about uh, the community or when they're open yeah. or who they're catering to. it's it's people with no skin in the game. Yeah, you know. Like that was what was different about us. Like I came in, I was like, I'm gonna be open every fucking day. Like yeah. I'm not gonna close down in the off season. You know, yeah. We're, we're like we're gonna be here for the people that live here. Cause yeah. holy shit, like you're gonna take their money. You deserve like they deserve something. Yeah. You know. Totally. Um. So he's trying to change some of the the. It's like basically impossible right now to get something wet zoned again. Right. And he's trying to change that. So he's gonna. He's trying to like turn East Hampton around. Um, and like the guy from Southampton, it, he did some awesome stuff. Like with like, he's like allowing food trucks. I think if you rent a shop, right? So like, if you have a, a space, you can put a food truck in front of it. Or well, that's because,
0: yeah, because the, the the food trucks used to be like a lottery at the beach. I, I used to yeah. think about doing like a food truck situation. Ten thousand dollars for a main beach spot. Yeah, it's crazy, and and it's a lottery. You're not even guaranteed it.
1: Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, I, that's that's crazy. I thought it was a. Um, I thought it was like a a, a bidding system. But no, it's a it's, lottery.
0: It's, no, it's a lottery, and I think it's, it's kind of monopolized too. Like that's like, well, like Mr. Softy and like this other shit. It's like you can't just go buy like a you know California co- uh, taco truck and yeah. and do it up and start doing
1: Taco Tuesday down at Cooper's. It's Beach. the only reason we haven't done a food truck yet. There's just, you can't fucking do them anywhere. Yeah, like You have to if you if you get a peddler's license, you have to move at least 200 feet every 15 minutes. I think. So, like, you know, you can get, you know, an ice cream truck Not even down the street. And, yeah, got you. Know, you. That's, okay, that's
0: probably why they have ice cream like that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's why. Um, and I've thought, like, well, maybe we could, um, instead of being on the street, we could just rent our truck out to, like, you know, in the fall and in the summer, we could rent out to, like, Balsam or a farmer's market or yep. something and park on their lot. But I did contact was it balsam I I think I contacted the owner of balsam and and he was like yeah there's some legal reasons why we can't do it and you know you just there's no Way to do anything out here, you know. There's just it's so weird. much fucking bureaucracy. It's, it's crazy. Weird. It's weird how the coffee trucks just get away. Like all the job sites, like that. Was, yeah, that's the, the shitty new thing. like hot dog trucks. Oh, and, they got the yeah. worst
0: food you could ever imagine on there. But those guys are going around hustling, doing cash deals. Yeah. That's
1: that's like the evolution. Go to the job sites for yeah. lunch. Have that. Have one of those trucks just cruising around. Yeah, crush it. I mean, we might still get one anyway, just to do. We could rent it out to um, you, you need know, the private tru- parties. Really,
0: well, there's that. But I mean, I'm telling you, you have a bunch of pre-made like wraps or those sandwiches that you guys have and, mm, and the mm-hmm. coffee jug right on the back mm-hmm. and you just have that thing just ready to rock and you show up at job sites and then get, take off in 10 like minutes like three yeah. or four vans yeah yeah you're, that would yeah that would be cool get them all wrapped with that with that artwork from grinds you know some of the artists that you use yeah, yeah that'd be pretty epic I think we're actually
1: working on our branding right now it's going to be done pretty soon we're going to come out with a bunch of new merchandise and then we're going to um, start up our uh, nationwide coffee shipping program so that'll be cool so you're looking to expand and go other places Yeah, um, I I actually was looking... I mean, I'm always looking for kind of the next thing, but it's always, like, fluid, whether that's going to be another brick and mortar or if it's going to be, you know, something in another state or, you know, another business entirely, whatever. Um, Like, I bought uh, this local ice cream company last winter, I guess it was. Joe and Liza's. No, I was going to ask if that was it. Yeah. You bought them? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) So, um... I, that's that's, that's my prep kitchen now. They're, Their they're, ice cream is so good. It, it is. It was good. It was really good. It's um, slow
0: churned, like a like it's like it's, a, yeah, more it's made, homemade.
1: Yeah, it's made in small batches, um, so that was cool. And it was made with decent ingredients. I would say it was made with better ingredients when the original owners had it, and then some people bought it and kind um, of okay. lowered the quality of everything, right, yeah. and then they were just done yeah. very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, But uh, So I started developing ice cream when we were doing grindstone ice cream and approaching it the same way we approach the donuts, like the highest quality ingredients, crazy, you know, not like unapproachable flavors, you know, nothing too insane, but like, you know, some classics and some innovative stuff. And um, unfortunately, the uh, girl that I was developing it with uh, was the um, pastry chef at Topping Rose. Um, She started like waking up with back pain and all of a sudden like like she was like i really just i can't work i I gotta figure this out so she went to a bunch of doctors and they eventually found out that she had stage 4 bone cancer fuck she's like 25 what yeah yeah really it was and and Ugh. of course she's one of the nicest and not just saying this like yeah, she's yeah. literally one of those people that's like comes in she's like hey how are you? How, yeah, good? Yeah. It's so good to see you. Oh my god. Cut. And she's always like like she's like a puppy, you yeah, know. Yeah. And uh so of course it happened to her. And so she's going through chemo right now Fuck. and um yeah, and shout out to her. Yeah, Amy. Christ. Hang in there. You know, we're all praying for you. <sighs> um that sucks. Yeah. So she but she is doing a little better. She's gotten some scans recently and she's you know the they said the tumor shrank a lot more than they thought it was and or they thought it would even, you know, for, for the aggressive chemo that she's getting and stuff, but yeah. it sucks, man. And again, it's like, you never know that shit how is, quickly life will turn on you like that. that I and mean, that is so less,
0: that really just kind of like resonates. Cause it's just like, I, I know a couple people that are dealing with something similar like that. And it's just,
1: there's why? Yeah. Like what the fuck? Yeah. It's like, I mean, why do good things happen? You know, there's, there's no, there's no answer. But so we, I kind of put that on the back burner and, uh, once, you know, she was kind of taken out and we were getting a little closer, but man, the ice cream, like, you know, when you want to do it at that level, like the, that crazy quality, like we were getting this, um, heritage A2 milk. Have you ever heard of that? Mm -hmm. It's called A2. No, it's made with, um, it's, it's from specific cows, like heritage cows. And, um, it, it comes from a specific farm in Ohio and we were getting the milk from there and it's it's just the craziest milk you've ever had in your life. It's not just, like, store-bought, like, you know, whatever shitty... It's, like, it's like creamy and, like, sweet, and it's it's just milk. It's, like, it's just whole milk. Yeah. But it was, like, the fat content, I think, it was, like, 30% higher or right, something. Right. So the flavor just carries, and it was amazing for making ice cream. Even yeah. just, like, regular, unflavored ice cream that was just, like, a kind of a sweet cream yeah. ice cream. It was some of the best shit I've ever had in my life. Interesting. And, um I still... I don't know if we, we, still might have some samples, but we were doing like crazy chocolate and, and like making fresh mint, like mulling the mint and, oh, cool. and into the cream, like cooking the mint in the cream. Yeah. And it was awesome. And it was a really interesting experience, but then she got sick and I was like, you know, I can't do this myself, obviously. And then we went into the summer and so that all took a, uh, you know, went, went to the back burner and um so i still have the space though and so i'm just like well i'll roast coffee in it you know i have i'll make the donuts in it we're going to try to shift everything over to that space so we're we can really like just pump out wholesale donuts yeah and and we we actually tried freezing a fresh donut when it was right out of the fryer and put it into a deep freezer into a blast chiller and it froze you know really well and then we brought it back in an oven uh for you know it was like 10 minutes at 350 and and I could see that being in grocery stores. Like, yeah. you know, that, that's kind of, like, the next thing I want to really attack is is having, like, you know, s- you go to the grocery store, you get six partially baked donuts or yeah. partially fried donuts. You put them in the oven, like, with your kids, and you have the glaze packet already, totally, yeah. And, like, you know, you make it with your kids, put it on Instagram, like, all that shit. Yeah. And um, I think that, that could be a really cool thing, like, how people, you know, do the home pizza kits and yeah, stuff. you totally. Because... Our you know, our product is so delicate and so fresh that like after a after a day, these are nowhere near the uh, you know, the level of quality that we really, yeah. you know, yeah, to totally. market towards people. And we don't want to put preservatives or anything in. Yeah. You know. So I think that's the only way we can do it. So yeah. we're gonna try that and then the nationwide coffee shipping and, and all the merch and stuff and you know, it's it's I actually I just had two guys sign on to the business, um, Johnny Shipes. He is the owner of uh, Smokers Club and Cinematic Records. Um, Just a fucking awesome dude. He he kind of grew up out here, kind of grew up in the city. Like went back and forth. Like his family's from out here. Yeah. And um, he's I think he's like ten years older than me. And and he's like at the level that I want to be with my business, right? You know, with his business. Like, and he's he's been an awesome mentor and has really like kind of led me you know he's like this is what we need to do this is you know what we should pay attention to let's have weekly meetings and yeah. see keep on track and he, i i'm pretty unorganized so he's like a, a very organized dude right. and, then, and then he introduced me to this guy brett wright the third brett that i met this year and mm-hmm. um he uh, brett wright started vibe magazine and like is a beast at marketing mm-hmm. and um so that those two have just uh I mean, we're getting to like, we're, we're, we're on, we're set to hit that next level. Like right. we're, we're like, we have a focus, we have a plan, right? Like, this is what we want to do. We want to be like the Tates of donuts. I was going to say that. Yeah. Right. That. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what you aim for. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I mean, she crushed it. Yeah, she did. And she got fucked over a lot yep, she on did. the way. That's a cool story, man. Well, that's like, like,
0: that's like, that's kind of like why I like to highlight some of the fuck ups, you know, because I think the human folly is really like the beautiful aspect of like what we're experiencing. And that's kind of like the the little bit of the message. It's kind of why I titled it artists of life because, you know, you are becoming the artist of your life by Mm -hmm. moving and shaking like this and creating your life to be exactly what you want, Mm -hmm. but it, it doesn't come, you know, people think it's like, you know, like you said, some of your friends think you're lucky. But you create your own luck.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, that's true.
0: You, you 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 do with things what you will when you're you're faced with adversity, and that mm-hmm. adversity is ultimately, I think, you know, setting you up for the the bigger the adversity you have. I feel like the bigger success you have coming your way mm-hmm. um, is mm-hmm. what it seems to kind of feel like.
1: But well, definitely, the more difficult something is, the more rewarding it ends up being. For sure. Yeah, that's, uh... Like, like, like I've been saying with like raising a family, like that's the most difficult fucking thing. You know, it's difficult. Marriage is difficult, but yeah. it's super rewarding. Raising yeah. a kid is super difficult, incredibly rewarding. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that you can take on that that just piles on fucking responsibility. Yeah. Like, man, if you can do that, it that that's like the whole point, man. Yeah, is is I think so too. Doing things think, that are difficult. I think
0: yeah, love and and I think love is huge. I think mm. if you even get to experience love one time, you're so fucking lucky. Yeah, you know and to actually feel that that real love is just is such a huge blessing and you know I I got a lot of friends right now that like they're they're not they're not in love you know like it's Mm -hmm. just you know having a summer in the Hamptons let's say and you know I think that it can really leave you pretty empty at the end of the day that's fleeting man yeah that's that's not it's I I love that you kind of came on and like talked about that aspect of of life because I think that people really aren't really apt to talk about that and and I think a lot of us do want that more than what we think I think we do want love and I think these guys that like that are you know maybe not settling into a certain thing is is you know maybe they just haven't found the one or what it, whatever it may be but I think, I think that a lot it, of people I, are
1: afraid of commitment I think a lot yeah. of
0: people are afraid of commitment but also you know I think a lot of people it's 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 a interesting conversation to have especially as like early 30s Mm. conversation because a lot of people are very freaked out by having a a conversation about having a kid in a family yeah
1: but i love that you really are i love that you
0: came on and advocated for it because i I,
1: I hated the idea for so long and then i kind of just fell backwards into it you know and that's and then it like
0: opened everything
1: yeah and i was just like holy shit i i'm so annoyed that i didn't do this sooner i really am like i'm really annoyed that i didn't do this like Maybe like not super young, but like twenty five. I feel like would have been a better, a slightly really? better time. Yeah, God,
0: I know some twenty five year olds right now. I'm like, please don't procreate.
1: Please don't procreate. <laughs> yeah, and maybe that's you know part of it. We we definitely have um, a prolonged childhood right now. Um, that's know? a good way to put it. Yeah, I mean we're the prime spending demographic. Yeah, you know, so like, dude, it's crazy when you when you know everyone in their thirties listening right now. You are the prime spending demographic you are, yeah. you are the thing that everyone is marketing towards. Mm-hmm. so when you sit this like, is why knowing sell- that this is
0: why they're selling information well,
1: yeah man when I see but when I see shit that really appeals to me, I get annoyed now yeah I'm like, oh this oh fucking Oregon Trail uh, handheld game that's awesome I used to play that fuck you man get that shit out of here like I know what you're doing you're playing to my nostalgia and you're trying to get my money and that's cool I guess like maybe help me recapture some of my childhood but like Oh, it's so manipulative, man. Oh, that I, game, I that hate it. It was so shitty. Oh, it was so shitty. I just died of so dysentery bad. immediately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I bought it, man. Yeah. I, I, I have that thing. It's sitting in a drawer collecting dust right now. Yeah. You know, they got me. Um, they got you? Yeah. That's amazing. But, you know, uh, do you ever buy anything out of SkyMall? Oh, no. I never. Oh, <laughs> well, let me think. Let me think. Uh no I, I can't say I I always wanted to that was my favorite magazine when I was little. <laughs> That's actually awesome. <laughs> Sky, Sky Mall. Mall, yeah, like uh they had all the weird gadgets and shit. Oh, and all the stupid shit that nobody your, needs. Stairs
0: for your dog at the foot of your bed. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's just some bullshit helicopter hat. Yeah, it's like
1: um spy cam glasses. Yeah, what was uh, a sharper <laughs> image like that kind of story. Right. You yeah. Know? yeah, like just shit that nobody needs. Yeah, you know, but you you'd want. You kind of want it a little
0: it. bit, just get it. Um, well, Kyle, I don't know. I think we we covered
1: a lot. Um, where can people find you on Instagram? Um, well, Your I I stay one. off of my personal one, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, Grindstone Donuts at Grindstone Donuts, and um, you know we're we're constantly updating that. And uh, you guys have a website? Yeah, GrindstoneDonuts.com. Any, um, any other platforms people can see? Not really. We kind of piggyback Facebook onto that, but that's a dying platform, it seems. Yeah. So that's like the next MySpace. Yeah, basically. You can find us on MySpace. And, uh, <laughs> backslash, backslash. On AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. You know? uh, check out my info on AIM. Put up some song lyrics for my away message. You
0: know,
1: dude, that's the thing they got to come back with to get our nostalgia. The music, bring bring back no, bring back instant messenger, man. That's that's I would flock to that in a second. And I miss I miss talking to people through AIM that's hilarious you ever have a uh, blackberry messenger no yeah. i missed that that's awesome though
0: no uh, yeah bbm i think it
1: was called blackberry messenger yeah 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 it's good talking to you though man no this yeah. has
0: been this is this has been great honestly we like we've never even met before this podcast mm-hmm. we literally yep. met 10 minutes before yeah. we started doing this and yeah um i guess yeah i kind of wanted to highlight like just you know we really didn't even talk the most about business but we ended up talking mm-hmm. about a lot of other stuff but i think that's just like the organic aspect of meeting somebody and mm-hmm. and uh no man I'm I'm really stoked to get to meet you and, and talk to you and I would love to do this again with you actually mm-hmm. uh, maybe after you guys you know come, like you know maybe if the ice cream thing takes off more yeah yeah um, after
1: the next big step for yeah.
0: sure or maybe we just you know we do this and just check in with each other say what's up I think this has been an interesting conversation on a lot of different levels Cool I'm glad
1: uh, yeah I'd be definitely down you know I like I like talking to people so yeah. that that'd be cool Likewise yeah um, anything else you want to plug? Anything else you want to say? No. Um, well, I'll just say hi to my wife and baby, Emmy. Yes. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> I hope I didn't embarrass you too much. Yeah. I'm sure I did. <laughs> She'll probably never watch it just because I, she knows I would embarrass her. Yeah, <laughs> you that's know? amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, but thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Awesome, Kyle. Well, thank you, brother. Nice to meet you. You too. All right, man.
0: Oh, that was, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, man.
1: Damn, that was a three-hour podcast. That's
0: finally. You're the only one I've been able to have a three-hour podcast.